0: Imperial citizens of the great Emperor Karl Franz, of the Council of the State of the Office of Amadeus Mencken, Chamberlain of the Seal, I am to declare an Imperial Charter. It is the 24th Valentine of Summersite in the year of our Emperor 2520 and great news from the front of the Battle of the Blackfire Pass, where glory praise his name our great Emperor Karl Franz with his rune vang steel disemboweled the giant Vorbad Iron and has once again sealed another countless victory for the Empire of Man. To our feudal allies to the east of the land of Brittony, Some say the Lichmaster has been slain. Some also say that he has been the only one to come close to Nagash the, the Betrayer in wielding the powers of necromancy. Alas, fear not, Imperial citizens, for the old world still lives. Not so fast. First, you must
1: answer a riddle. What journey be long and twisted and
2: sensitive at hand? To what end must man go to discover the depths of his ecstasy? Think hard, strong warriors.
1: <laughs> Fuck, I know this. Ooh. I've got it. You want us to twist what is long with our sensitive hands?
3: He wants us to jerk him off.
1: Just punch the tip and twist it
2: hear ye hear ye and welcome to radio free outdoor that's right bitches put on your pantaloons put a feather in your cap one in every 10 empire statesmen fucking take off your goddamn shoes because we're going <laughs> back to the old world motherfuckers. um and we have a special guest with us who
3: who may it be uh, uh, uh hello it's good sir it's me <laughs> I've come all the way from Altdorf to talk to you. I'm check go. check out my cod piece. You didn't mention cod pieces. That's another big thing about.
2: Oh my goodness! How bulbous! is Old, powerful! powerful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, Tim here. Nice to uh, be talking to you guys from the other side of the world. well. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it's the other side. You guys it's are like east. Far. yeah. You, you, you're in the middle, Middle East, Middle East coast of America, <laughs> not the Middle East, obviously.
2: Yeah, you're you're separated from us by like a lot of water and sharks. It's
3: close enough. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Um. As a uh, as an Anglo-Saxon, also, I should point out that you should name your podcast the uh, I know something to do with Axis Axis Powers. You got like Italians and Germans and all sorts of guys on here.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we're we're getting a very fascist friendly over here right now. So, <laughs> so I guess that awesome. culturally diverse. yeah, that's right.
3: just like just Uh, like the axis powers yeah as (laughs) culturally diverse as the axis powers
2: this this means the this partnership is doomed before it even began so (laughs) but uh yeah guys so our goal today is to kind of give a rough beginner episode to warhammer fantasy 8th edition and i want to give a special shout out to our friend tim's podcast the electric count this is kind of what sparked the inspiration for this and got me back into 8th Ed. So we thought it'd be cool to reach out to you guys, do a special like one-off episode and talk a little bit of fantasy and uh, kind of how 8th Ed works and what some pointers for getting back into it if you want. Uh, first, I yeah. figure we'd start off with a, a little bit of hobby history from old Tim there. Why don't you give us your rundown, man, on how you got into this crazy, crazy
3: fucking yeah Uh, i gotta say we had to uh we had to break out the really powerful stuff to turn you into our uh manchurian candidate over here yeah uh... i know
2: fucking deep state yeah (laughs) yeah all comes in circle two years it
3: took but yeah as soon as those guys started started just being like a bit shaky on fucking 30k i'm like oh that's it we're gonna fucking we're gonna show this show this boat up show this wall up <laughs> uh break right, out the fantasy i know has got. yeah i noted noted at some point that you like were into swords or something and was like yeah i'll make a mental note of that crack yeah, out fantasy yeah. to make to enslave him uh yeah 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 oh I, hey hey vin as well like i haven't i don't think we've talked before is it vin no. or vincent or Vinny or what what do we call you you? Can call, you can
0: call me whatever you want uh but yeah we've never talked before
3: yeah. we mostly yeah. call him dirty greasy dago
2: around here but you know <laughs> EGd
0: hey you know what tim but you don't have to follow his fucking example because you want to be where do you want to be where he's at when jesus comes back i don't think you do as an
3: anglo-saxon i'd just like to point out i'm not going to use that term that uh <laughs> it was it's a bit dicey man be bit, bit dicey for me say anything like that anything anything controversial uh you know with Hillary clinton around um, but, yeah, so uh, Fantasy is fucking awesome. Probably, like, one of the best games Games Workshop's ever made. Like, I rate it up there. Like, I really like Necromanda. Probably I played more, way more Fantasy than Necromanda because you play, like, you might just play, like, a 20-minute game in Necromanda and then be like, oh, that's my game for the week. But Fantasy, in terms of, like, you'd spend whole days just cranking out games, you know, like. Um, Spencer and I used to go to these events where it was, like, five game, five 2,500-point games in, like, one day or five... Uh, yeah, no, no, five times twenty four hundred point games in one day, which is like a fucking insane grueling schedule cause you have to get there at seven thirty in the morning and play till like seven o'clock at night. Nice. but yeah, you know, um, if you want to want to get your stats up on the online fucking leaderboards for worldwide global fantasy, that's what you gotta do sometimes? crank it a fucking right, man.
2: Get... that needle doesn't move itself <laughs>
3: yeah. um so yeah, fantasy the thing about fantasy I've found is that like uh, the scene when we were playing uh was really competitive it was just a tournament scene and just like every other game every, every other games workshop game system except for 30k which is i'm like it's very rare to see a competitive tournament for 30k uh yeah. fantasy was always like uh tournaments like that i mean and for 40k obviously tournament real set well not i guess it's not a tournament real set but everyone plays tournaments um, Blood Bowl, obviously, somewhat of a competitive game. Um, and so, yeah, so f- fantasy, it, 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 I like playing like fucking more fucking crazy narrative games. So with fantasy, um, what we've done when we've, w- since we've started playing again and running some events and stuff is try and copy the 30k model where insert, we're having, having two sides and then people have it and then and then and then my 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 masterpiece which i came up with which is uh giving people a sheet and telling them to write down the narrative for the game after it's happened so then they have to like stand there and be like oh yeah we just threw fireballs at each other okay let's come up with some fucking crazy shit. that's right crazy fucking sto- the storyline yeah um so uh, so yeah, fantasy first exposure, was definitely like a tournament style thing. And I played fucking dwarves and vampires, which are the worst fucking possible tournament armies, because if you've got a vampire army and someone just goes like, Oh, cool fucking, uh, vampire Lord, you've got there <laughs> open fire. And then just like <laughs> shoot, him, shoot him with a fucking crossbow or like blast his fucking head off with a cannon. Then your whole, and, and, and they can just do that in turn one. And then you just sit there going, oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess I just have to roll leadership checks for all my units now. Some of my units being awesomely like shit like Leadership 4 and that sort of thing. Yeah, Uh, let the
2: wacky haphazardness begin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, basically. And then they're like, oh, what what happens now? Because I've had that happen where I've taken my vampire, someone shot my dude with a cannon, and I've been like, oh, okay, well, I failed my 2-plus lookout, sir. And fucking just, he's dead now. And then they go, oh, what happens now? And I go, well, now you get to watch my army crumble to pieces for six turns <laughs> with no leadership at all, <laughs> and n- no ability to march, and also my best character and wizard is also dead. So that'll be awesome. So that's yeah, not very great. And then dwarfs, if you play like an all dwarf fucking gunline, they're really they're they're you know they're they're just above fucking middle of the road in terms of tournament armies. Uh, and I didn't even play fucking full gunline until. You know right at the end when they were sort of r- wrapping the fucking game up um so yeah I, I spent a lot of time getting my fucking dick pulled off which is why i don't care when i throw down in a 3000.30k game and someone just like crushes me with drop pod dudes or whatever i'm just like <laughs> oh, fuck that happened that's awesome um like I'm, yeah get, you, you really fucking learn what uh sportsmanship's about when you get your fucking dick pulled off like, yeah, fucking, everyone's like, a good sportsman while our...
2: they're fucking winning. So <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 but yeah. So those um, obviously like, like most people pick uh sort of found out about fantasy and 40k and shit in the back in the 90s or whatever, and was just like, oh, this shit's pretty cool. I like this like a brutal, unrelenting story, and uh you know the 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 40k story is like super grim and just like endless fucking massacres and shit. And then fantasy is like um, a close second in terms of grimness, just because yeah, of, like whenever Cedar I think of fantasy. Grim. Yeah, yeah. I think like the, some of the first shit I read about fantasy, I think like the thing that sticks in my mind the most is that book. Have you ever read that novel uh, about the uh, wolf, uh, Knights of the White Wolf? Is that it? In fucking Middenheim? It's I'm like. I check
2: it out but it, now, yeah. but I haven't. Re- I've heard of it, I've, I think.
3: It might be written by Dan not. It might be written by him. Well, it's like these Knights of the White Wolf, <clears throat> and they're just these fucking jack dudes with hammers, and they ride fucking just, like, heavy crushing horses. And then basically, like, all they do is just, like, ride out into the woods and just fucking, like, club beastmen to death and just fight them in the fucking grim woods, Strang- strangle dudes, just, like, have those fights where, like, everyone's, like, hacking each other at the start, and then at the end everyone's covered in blood and mud and shit, and they're just like, oh, I must kill this fucking Bray Shaman before he murders us all. They have to, like, stab each other with fucking sharpened stones and shit that's the kind of shit that i think of whenever i think of fantasy just like nice. grim fucking grim woods battles against basemen and that sort of thing so yeah um no it's a great game well like w- what do you like about it the most scott like do you like the fucking crazy background what do you like
2: so i got into so I, it gosh probably like third or fourth ed way way back in the day like my very first thing i ever bought was the realms of chaos like box set that came with all those oh, awesome nice. punch out <laughs> cardboard pogs and stuff and uh <laughs> All my Chaos Warriors looked like, you know, the hunchback of Notre Dame went to a guard concert or something. Yeah. Like was dressed incredibly silly. But um yeah. That's how I got into it and I uh you know, kind of took it from there. I always liked it just because um I don't know, it it felt like more of a in 40k 40k's always kind of had that tournament backing but this seemed like something that was more akin to campaigns and like special events i remember uh the island valvian expansion came out uh not too long after i got started and uh Games to oh, shop yeah. broke trader came to like my local store and put on a freaking you know a uh, uh an event with you know water boards with armies getting off of boats and stuff and i was just like mercilessly yeah, yeah. hooked on the Epic, like Tolkien-esque scale of all you know, everything that was <laughs> fantasy. Was but, that your um,
3: first uh, exposure to waterboarding?
2: Yes, yes, my first one. <laughs> Unfortunately, not the last, but okay. <laughs> this a dark time in my life. But um, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, that's that's kind of how I got started, and um, yeah, you know, right, sort yeah. Of that... from there, My friends yeah. are all into it like super heavily when we were kids. That was probably the number yeah. one game to. We all played across the board and we traveled to like different events and whatnot to to you know, beat that grueling ass schedule of, you know, you no know, whole bar fantasy tournaments. But yeah. um you know, after uh after like the unspeakable event that occurred a couple of years back, I was bummed out because that was my very next hobby project after I finished my thirty K like Oh uh, really you know, yeah. Loyalist and Trader Armies. I wanted to get into in fantasy and it, when yeah, you guys yeah. start podcasting i like fuck it i'll start a interaction <laughs> over on this side of the aisle and seek our ghost so,
3: yeah i, I think th- i think that actually happened like when they uh you know the the event which uh, Scott's alluding to that i'm pretty sure that happened after we started too like so 30k was around and then we and then for a couple of years maybe and then we started doing the podcast and then like maybe like a month or a couple of months into it they uh uh, Games Workshop fucking murdered the old world. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty yep. sure if you, yep. I'm, I'm sure if you go back, you can find me. Just find us, Michael and I. Just being like, Ugh. there was an episode where we were just like, Ugh. oh my god, yeah,
2: I remember listening to it. And- Nothing to do
3: with 30k, but I'm fucking but Games Workshop. How dare you? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> how fucking dare you?
3: Yeah, because I remember being like, oh man, I'm such a fucking that's so fucking shit. Like, why would you kill the old world? Why would you fucking wind that shit up? Um, like it's some of the best fucking background, and just like yeah, lore as far as their and, setting just, goes,
2: uh, it's the best yeah. in my yeah. opinion. The best workshop yeah. setting.
3: Yeah, it comes closest. Like one of the things I like about 30k, and the, the the more it goes on, like the more sort of non-marine shit we're getting, and so we're getting like lots of there's, and plus with the solar arcs and the militia, you know, you're getting all these like baseline human armies. But yeah. fantasy has like the most compelling like baseline human armies because it's like fucking like 30 years war style dudes yeah but also with just some like um you know some repeater guns and shit like that just like crazy fucking murder weapons
2: fucking madness
3: yeah 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 exactly yeah it's not like steampunk there's no like magic furnaces fucking running fucking forklift robots and shit like that but you know like there is some like crazy like repeater guns and stuff um and uh, a, a, and then those dudes are just like, yeah, we're all fucking high cultured and shit. We've got all these cities. We're fucking wealthy. We're gonna fight amongst ourselves and stuff. And then just like, <laughs> and then just like a a dark wind blows in from the north, and everyone's just like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Let's have a look in this tome. And then they just open up a book, and like, oh, apparently a hundred years, uh, you know, enough generations ago that people have forgotten, like, these du- giant dudes in steel plate just came out of the north and massacred every- all these fucking yeah, cities. Yeah, this is that. a
2: huge problem as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah we
3: just fucking forgot about it, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're just here fucking dealing with, like, you know, these, uh, every now and then, like, like li- I guess they know about vampires, so they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, vampires are a thing, but there's so many humans, you know, like, it's not, not that much of a problem. Yeah, and then just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. So yeah, no, it's it's great, man. Like the, um, yeah, the, the grimness of the fluff is really what like keeps you in the game, I think, um, yeah. because like the uh, uh, and then there's been so many iterations of the game, but like the the fluff is what sort of like tied it all together. Um, and then so so getting rid of like not only the game system but also getting rid of the background as well. It's just kind of like. Pfft, you know, uh, guess we're not going to do that anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and if you go and look at these people, the people who are playing Age of Sigma, like uh, fucking, or when I look, I've, I've looked at, every now and then. I'll look at the name list on, a, on an event just to see if I recognise anyone, and like I recognise one or two people, but like, not like there was fucking tons of people back uh, playing fantasy, you know, like, and all those people have just gone to other games, which is the weirdest thing because they just basically just killed their audience and created a new one
2: yeah they're just like well fuck this this is horrible and looks like (laughs) shit so we'll go play something else yeah basically you know it it seemed weird to me because it was their flagship product like when you know games workshop made it big so to speak you know everything Mm. was fancy and then 40k came along kind of afterward i think but uh i don't know man i just the setting, how many editions they were on Aethed, like we said, when when the thing happened. So uh mm. but if you love good like miniature war gaming nostalgia and everything, this game is ripe with that. There's a you know, yeah. the old High models, Dark Elf stuff, Old Warriors yeah. Chaos. You can find like the very first miniature war game stuff Game workshop ever made, and I love that
3: shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think one of the most compelling things about it is you can basically go back and dig your fucking fantasy army out of a cupboard that you attempted to paint when you were like fucking 15 or whatever and then just go, oh, I'm just going to strip this shit down because these models are like classic fucking Jez Goodman masterpieces and then just fucking paint them up now and now with your supreme fucking work ethic from fully painting 30k armies and... um, uh, pain, painting, painting a whole Mech warrior army, and whatever the f- fuck else she, you've been doing since then, you have <laughs> become a proper fucking uh, professional hobbyist now. And uh, listening to podcasts like fucking Radio Free Outdoor or Radio Free Istvan, um, right. or IFRS or whatever, you're fucking you're able to power through great projects now. So now you can go back and do that fantasy army <clears> on <throat> me that you always wanted to do. That's
2: right, um, man. and it makes. Just, uh... It definitely makes painting all of this shit, all of the little, you know, the massive amount of miniatures you, you, have to, mm. you have to get done a lot easier. And, uh,
1: yeah,
2: I don't feel anywhere near as intimidated as I once did as a young squire once upon a time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 I think you just need to sort of, um, and maybe even just do a ghost slow Like if you're thinking about, um, getting into fantasy and you want to play some games, just like but, but you've got you know you've got time and you got models just
2: change anytime soon we're good folks yeah it's-
3: yeah exactly yeah um you've got the, all, all the rules are there there's a there's scans of the old books um available which i'm pretty sure is totally legal so oh, yeah uh, yeah you, you can find all the rules um uh it's uh it's it's not hard to get into it so um uh do, do you want to talk about our fav- favorite armies
2: Yes, yes, that's where I was going to go next. So, what is your favorite? What's
3: Vinny up to anyway? What's he? What, what have, have you have you bought shit? Like, have you decided on the faction? Like, what's the deal, bro? Ooh.
0: I so first, everything that news. those two this is for the listeners, everything that those <laughs> two have said, uh, we are in the same boat as if you're listening to this episode to learn how to play Warhammer fantasy base because I know <laughs> nothing about Warhammer fantasy. <laughs> so, when he was talking about how like he had his vampire armies. And, like, his vampire lord gets fucking killed, and then he's just basically fucked the rest of the game. Don't know anything about it, because I've never played the game before. So me and you (laughs) listeners out there are in the same boat. But that's the whole purpose of this episode, is because I'm the fucking guinea pig. Because I bought the whole new big... Well, not even new. Just 8th edition, like, big guy. So I got... yeah And... BRB, project, right? Is it I the BRB? My Bretonian Codex, right there. Nice. So, in addition to getting to your question, there, Tim, uh, I bought a shit ton of Bretonians because yeah, it's about like when I start, from when I first started playing 40k when I was about 11 years old. My cousin got me into it. He was Space Marines. I was like, oh, cool, Space Marines are cool. And then I, uh, yeah. I started my Space Marines army, which got me into Dark Angels. So then I carried on with Dark Angels up until now that I I, I played Dark Angels. have been playing Dark Angels since I was 11 years old. But like right. we were a year into playing like Warhammer uh, 40K, and this was right around 2001, 2000, and fucking boom. Uh,
3: September 11th.
0: Well, <laughs> you're correct. September 11th. And then two, fucking Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring drops. So then, my cousin has this brilliant idea. He's like, "Whoa, let's fucking play fantasy." And I'm like, yeah. "What are you talking about? There's another game on top of Warhammer 40k." And what are you like, talking
3: about? That other shit in White Dwarf that I just flicked through really quick, like, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> I do totally do disregarded. Didn't even you
0: know what White Dwarf was. So, oh, okay. Whoa. So, oh, God. He, he, I was just like, "All right, fuck it, let's do it." And he was like, yeah. "Well, I'm gonna do." you a
3: fucking nerd, man. I don't know. What the, I don't know about this other shit. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really that. I'm here trying to get this dick wet. I don't have time for all this. (laughs) Man, I was
0: 12 years old. I didn't even know how my dick worked when I was 12 years old. So he's like, let's play fantasy. I'm like, all right, dude, let's go for it. And he just started buying, like, Imperial Army stuff. Just, like, basic dudes and pantaloons and hand cannoneers and stuff like that. And I had no idea about any of the factions Uh, I just wanted to pick one that wasn't Imperial but was on the Imperial side. And so I was like, oh, who are these Bretonian dudes? Are they part of the Imperial army or are they just like knights on horseback? He's like, no, they're their own separate thing. So buy their codex and then they're their own separate army. And I was like, all right, cool. So I bought the codex and then he immediately stopped collecting fantasy before I could even (laughs) buy models.
2: All right, that's cool then.
0: (laughs) And that's because as soon as the Fellowship of the Ring dropped, Games Workshop came out with the Lord of the Rings game. And then he started buying into that, and then yeah. I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to make my purchases off you anymore. So yeah. <laughs> I basically left with this Bretonian codex I never knew what to do with. And then it was funny because when I was getting shit from my from my parents' house, like uh, two years back when I was moving to North Carolina, I saw the Bretonian Codex, and I was like, nah, I don't need this anymore, and I just chucked it. And then here we are, four years later, and my dumbass had to buy the Bretonian Codex again. (laughs) And that's where I'm at. So I bought the Codex, I got the
3: book, and then... So is that the 6th ed one, right? Or the 7th ed? I believe this is the 6th ed one,
0: because they didn't have a 7th ed one and they didn't have an 8th ed one.
3: Yeah, so they didn't do any after that. Yeah, So um, if you're going to play against 8th ed armies, I would suggest you try using the list from Warhammer Armies Project because yep. it's been like slightly sort of tweaked and balanced for ed well, but like it's... that book has like all the. Of... You, you can still use that book as well. Like, I, like if, if someone wants to play it at an event, I'll just tell them use whichever one you want. Like, you're real OG. I, 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 I did uh, when I
0: when I talked to some people about like, oh, so you're getting back into 8th ed fantasy? I'm like, yeah, because I don't know, I want to do it because I always wanted. When I was 12 years old, I wanted to do Bretonians. So. If yeah. everybody doing it now let me start back up and it gives me something else to build and paint
1: yeah. so
0: uh but they were like oh you're doing bretonians and i'm like why wow, what's up with that and he's like well uh after sixth edition uh going into seventh and eighth they basically got the nerf hammer pretty fucking bad because cavalry fucking suck now i'm like well good news for you i don't know how to fucking play this game so if i lose i <laughs> think it's just me fucking sucking not the actual army being nerfed so no joke's <laughs> on you
2: blame it on that Exactly. Yeah,
3: I disagree about the cavalry thing too. Like, the reason cavalry people used to just jerk off over cavalry and like six said so hard is just because they had the biggest movement and you just charged, you automatically charged double movement. So you could just be like, oh, my movement nine horses, I can charge you from 18. K.A.
2: They were for dummies, is what the fuck yeah. they were
3: for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people jack off so hard about like old calves. Um, but they're still fucking good. There's still their movement plus three d six. Choose yep. the two highest in ether. Like that's still a fucking big range. It just well, this is probably every now and, and the then and just rolls
0: in this fucking episode. But uh, does this thing still exist?
3: Uh... In, in the Warhammer armies project, they've created a new unit, there are a few new units such as there's some basic artillery, um, and there's uh, like some some cannons and shit. Oh, some like a, a culverin or whatever the fuck. And also there's mounted foot knights as a unit which is fucking pretty sweet yep
0: but uh does this whole like lance formation still
2: exist like can yes. I do this?
3: Yeah, so uh it's not a triangle point. anymore though it's not... oh yeah, no, yeah that one it's
2: yeah, a, yeah. it's ranks at three but the, yeah. the brittonian knights count as a full rank for the purposes of steadfast which we'll get into later in ranks at three so you'd get more with less that way yeah
3: kind of. huh. Dope. yeah that's really savage like the um the old pro strat was to take like twelve. Uh, what is it? Three by three. So like nine knights of the realm, and then take three characters of different in different armor combinations because that book that book has way more. Um, the it, the back in sixth ed the and seventh ed uh the um the lists used to have way more magic items like race specific magic items if you look in there there's probably like fucking 30 or something no yeah or something. There's, there's a
0: there's like there's a shit ton of what's called the blessed heirlooms of britannia like
3: yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah so they've got tons of those there's all little trinkets and shit and you can make insane power combos um it, the newer books only have probably like maybe 10 fucking items per race Um, But because it's an older book, with those items, you could make, like, three characters. Each of them was, like, a one-plus armor save. Some were rerolling. Some had a ward save, whatever the fuck. Um, And then you put those three characters in that unit, and then they move to the front because they're characters. So the whole front, the only exposure to the enemy is these three characters with super hard-to-fucking-kill armor saves and shit like that. So if you just charge into any kind of basic unit, they're just... Just like they're just fucking merciless. They they just at your mercy. You just get to stab the fuck through them, and then they're just like, "Oh, get out of here! Oh fuck, what are we gonna do?" trans <laughs> just stab you with fucking stones and sticks and stones and shit. Uh, I'll just re-roll my two plus. I'm same now. Two plus two plus. Yeah, I'm fine. Um. So and then the other thing is, you could you could put a um a, a damsel in there who could be at like a level four wizard, and um with like beasts or some shit like that. I think they have beasts and do you remember what laws they've got scott is it beast and I light
2: think, yeah i think it's life light and beasts maybe
3: well if it's light light magic is really good um yeah, but you can put the damsel. especially those- for a
2: combat army like all the journeys. yeah so, so uh
0: so a damsel can take a lure of beasts or life
3: Here we go beasts or life okay so uh, yeah, life, life is a, <laughs> life's fucking awesome as well. Cause it's the best one. The damsel, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can put the damsel in the second row, right? And then she's in the middle, so she can't actually be targeted in close combat. Because one of the worst things about uh, wizards in combat is you can just go, uh, these two girls are gonna attack uh, her, and then you just get to smash her. Um, and but but she gets to sit in the second rank of the unit, and then she has like, and then she can cast out of the unit. Um, and then if you take Lore of Life, like a level 4 Lore of Life is really good. Uh, you get the Throne of Vine spell, um, yeah. and that gives you a 2 plus save against um, uh, against miscast, any da- um, damage taken from miscast, which is fucking shit hot. Yeah, uh, that's
2: a very big deal. All right,
0: so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so can... the Damsel cannot, can only go up to a level 2, but well, what you're talking about is the Prophetess of the label. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the but,
3: fucking prophet- Mega Witch.
0: What's what's yeah. about the prophetess though? She gets beasts and life, but she also gets heavens as well.
3: Ooh, heavens. Hmm. Yeah, heavens is good. Life is re- like if you look at the Earth Blood spell for life. Um, I think it gives you plus three toughness. Um, so you could and it's her and the unit, so you can make like this unit of just like it fucking gives toughness you,
2: uh, regen. It gives you regen.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Four plus. You can get a four plus regen on the unit. Uh, there's a spell which like um surrounds the unit with like lashing vines so the any any unit takes two to six strength four hits at the end of the magic phase um there's life is really good like having a so lizardmen have a slam who can go in the second rank of this unit of just like um a <laughs> fucking halberdier like lizardmen halberdiers, and that shit is like fucking really good because like he can't be attacked in close cl- close combat can't be struck at um and the um and 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 Law of Life, just just buffing your shit to be tough. Like if you're toughness six nights, like uh, any shooting, basic shooting from pistols or gun uh, handguns, bows, anything like that's only wounding on sixes. So yeah, like t- fucking Law of Life, definitely, definitely. Well, <clears throat> I mean the, the you've got a, you've got the BRB. Um, that that'll, that'll be a, that's a, a fun uh, exercise whenever you write a list is just going. Oh, hmm, I wonder which lore I'm going to take for my wizard um so you can, you have to go, go and like read up on all these spells the worst thing ever is like when somebody's just like you sit down to play a game and you're like okay cool time to roll for spells and they're like oh shit which law should i take and you're just like oh fuck i don't know brett man probably one that complements your battle plan or your army design and shit like that yeah like, probably not
2: the <laughs> fuck <laughs> just
0: make that yeah i'm a, i'm my my anxiety is is too much for that i would never be that type of person here go. Like I would I would freeze up, and I'd be like, okay, man, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll get out of
3: here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ordering a goober right now. in the bathroom, and I'll be back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you just go um, to the bathroom, close the stall door, and just sit there and be like, oh, fuck, fuck, laws of magic, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like,
0: just, just like, oh, God, God, flip to the page, flip to the page, flip to the page, where it's in. It's a law? What
1: the fuck?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, bought the rebought the Bretonians, and then i went on ebay and i bought like some models and then i found out how ridiculously overpriced people are charging Bretonian models for
2: yeah uh, oh, bro tell me about it so, so
0: i uh man. i talked to a a friend that's friend of chairman Mao and uh got some more models that way so you
2: know yeah perfect
0: uh, chinese
2: uh, entrepreneurship is saving this hobby dude yeah, so yeah, people try to try gouge me on the old Tomb Kings too, but uh I just take my business overseas, man. I'm a man, I'm a I'm assistant of the world, so.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I have I I built uh I got 3 and I built them so far. I got 3 trebuchets. I
3: got,
0: I got like my basic standard bearer guy. I got 3 grail knights built. Uh I got a da- I got a damn little prophetess on a mount built. Um, and then left to build, I got about, ooh, I want to say about 40 Grail Knights, 50 Knights of the Realm, 40 oh. Men-At-Arms, I got 60 Bowmen with <laughs> Defensive Stakes, and then I have, uh, I got the Grail Reliquary, the oh, nice. the Fey Enchantress, and then the Green Knight, and then just for shits and gigs, I bought, uh... King Luon Liangkai, uh, oh,
1: nice.
0: which is dope because I thought he just came back on horseback, but the model I bought came with both the Pegasus and the horseback, so I can put them on whatever I want.
3: Oh, nice. oh doesn't he come on a hippogriff? I yeah, a hippogriff. A big... yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so small. terms,
2: right? Vince, god damn it! Oh Jesus! Christ. Need... My anxiety <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, my god. We're gonna edit this out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
3: You need to get a giant griffin or something now, like, uh, because it, the Hippogriff model is so small, it like, fits on a 40mm base. But I guess it's classic. Like, no, know.
0: no, yeah, it is, it is actually pretty
3: tiny. Yeah, yeah. Well, G- Games Workshop, as well as uh, creeping, creeping up them prices, they also crept up the size of all the beasts and shit, so by the end of 8th, um, of that's when they had the really big square base, you know, like the fucking, the one that's, that's the size of like a, a wallet. Um, the scream the, the, the one that the arachnarch spiders on it's like uh, a piece of drywall, they fucking made, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, if you go back, like they had fucking dragons on 40 mil bases back in the day. <laughs> like this, that, I, I think that's why Games Workshop dragon design turned into this like big snake thing. Instead of being like a proper fucking like dragon with a proper body, they just went, "Oh, it's only forty mil base. We'll just make this huge snake, so we can have it in a huge S shape."
2: Insane mirror worm looking thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so you got a hippogriff. You got yeah. A griffin.
3: Oh. And you got
0: a Dragon and a wyvern. Yeah. Right. So yeah. a hippogriff is eagle head with lion body, right?
3: Uh, no, hippogriff has uh a horse legs i'm pretty sure at the back
0: so then a griffin is eagle head lion body or lion head yes. Eagle body.
3: yes correct yeah
0: okay and then dragon is no legs
2: wyvern is legs. wait
3: did you say lion head eagle buddy that'd be funny <laughs> that's awesome
2: <laughs> that's a way cooler idea though i like that <laughs> what would that look like trademark that vince shut down <laughs> the cast <laughs> <on to> something. <laughs> does it
3: get four legs so it's got four eagle that's fucking mental to think about. Well, okay, no, no, keep going. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And, oh, and you got a manticore <laughs> as well.
2: Right like, now? Yeah, so, a
3: manticore is like a lion, scorpion tail, and wings.
2: So, what's
0: the. So, because I, if I recall, people commonly mistaken the two when it comes to fantasy based uh, art, but a wyvern and a dragon, right? So, a dragon is going to have legs, but a wyvern is not, or is it the other way around?
3: Yeah, dragons have four legs like a cat. Okay. Like a cat. Imagine that, like a dog with wings. Basically, it's like a. That's what like a dragon should be. Okay. And then a wyvern is basically like like a you know like how a bat it doesn't have arms it's it's arms are wings.
0: Okay.
3: That's what a wyvern is. So Game of Thrones. That's why like, fucking Game of Thrones fucked up. Cause they just had a fucking wyvern. That thing isn't a fucking dragon. I'm pretty sure they did it with Smaug as well in Lord of the Rings. And then the dragon dudes were just like, oh, fuck, what do we go with? Classic dragon or like Lord of the Rings dragon? But Lord of the Rings, Ra- Smaug, they fucked up Smaug. Smaug's meant like, you know, dragons are meant to have four legs plus wings. Um be as far as and stuff. Yeah, otherwise it's just a wyvern, bro. Like, fuck. <laughs> uh. um, so yeah, that's where we're okay. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think the, I think a game's workshop Wyvern has a scorpion tail as well. Like a like a, a poisoned fucking a poison poison tail. Yeah, I'm just looking at these lower life spells, man. Fucking oh, there's some good spells in here. I forgot about how good some of these fucking spells are. Yeah,
2: dude. The 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 big strat everyone hates so much is running dwellers and then, you know, casting throne of vines first and then just six yeah. dice in dwellers and then on two plus you ignore the miscast result, so they just gotta eat it. yeah uh, small beans coming out of the ground
3: yeah yeah it's fucking so good so uh like um you've got like a whole bunch of protection spells and then you've also got one of the most fucking just like savage spells in the game which is uh dwellers below so dwellers below um you uh everything has to pass a strength check or be slain with no saves of any kind allowed so it means like half the shit in the game which is just strength three fucking man-sized shit skaven there's tons a 50, 50 of undead.
2: Chance of uh, disappearing.
3: Yeah. uh or a lot of orcs, even goblins, uh yeah, all scaven, all humans. Yeah. Fucking but motion. Is chaos, the
2: you really don't, you know, have a lot of hot strength yeah. out there.
3: Even even non elite dwarves are all fucking strength three, so um basic and skinks, fucking huge swathes of the game are all strength three, so yeah, just four, four plus you in hell, you're fucking destroyed. That spell's really good. Uh throne of vines is the key though um it uh allow it changes the earthblood so you there's a spell called earthblood where you get five plus regen It changes that to four plus um it makes awakening of the woods strength six which is usually yeah it, uh, it basically um, buffs four.
2: all the other spells in that four. so if you cast it first then every spell you're going to cast afterward is going to be stronger or be more potent
3: yeah yeah oh so yeah 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 exactly yeah um oh it makes flesh to stone fucking goddamn plus four toughness yeah dude so just plus three so you can make (laughs) you can make like knights of the The realm fucking fucking toughness 10 yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, it's now
2: steam freight train yeah Uh,
3: yeah it's a steam meteorite (laughs) um and then so i think oh regrowth too so you can actually bring knights back to life as well or heal shit so Yeah. yeah And I think
2: in the FAQ, they removed the term of wounds worth of models to just wounds. So you can cast it on like a single model, I think now. And uh, I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, first thing I figured we would give our prospective fantasy players is a little advice on how to build an army. Kind of what the army construction Yeah. So, uh, Tim, you want to take the lead here and tell them a little bit yep. about how percentages work and all that good stuff?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So there's, like, two overlapping fucking systems. Like, number one, uh, you've got the whole uh, force org chart thing, you know? Um, yep. Except instead of just having HQ, you've got lords and... Lords, um, heroes,
2: and core, heroes. special and rare.
3: Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, so, but, but the way that they... So the way that works is each... Uh, so. Lords it can be up to 25%. Heroes can be up to 25%. Troops have to be 25% or more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe special is uh, up to 50% and rare is up to 25%. So all of that adds up to more than 100%, obviously. Um, but it just means that you can take more or less of lords and heroes and that sort of thing. Um, right. So <clears throat> it's uh, as well as that, you've also got a force org chart where... You've Got you've got to take one HQ essentially, you can take one um uh lord or hero to lead the army, and then you have to take uh troops choices as well. I'm pretty sure it's three troop choices in 2000 or more, so um, but you've got to work around the percentages too. So it's kind of fun, like if you've got um a program like uh Quartermaster or Battle Scribe, um, it, do, it does it sort of keeps track of the percentages for you, um, but yes. yeah. It,
2: Yes, that's a great pro tip. If you are going to be building lists and trying to get an idea of like what do I want to play with and buy, and you can download uh, Quartermaster, do so because it'll give you the percentages you're filling for each of those little slots. And that kind of helps you, you know, yeah. figure out. Sadly, yeah.
0: if you're an Android peon like myself, you cannot get Quartermaster. And yeah, the developer has knowledge specifically knowledge. stated that he will not. Yeah. So yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, That's Sean. That's one of my friends, Sean. Yeah, and the reason for that is because he's just like he literally is an Apple dude, and he works doing Apple stuff all day. And he's just like, I'd have to learn how to do fucking Android shit, and I ain't got time for that. I want to paint my scaven <laughs> and shelves and fucking well, fuck I have around.
2: Time for this fucking. You know, yeah. I was gonna give that dude the buy
0: because <laughs> you know, uh, I was gonna give that dude the buy because you know why most most app developers say that they don't want to do Android because android you have to basically create the app for whatever specific phone it is that's why Uh, in apps like snapchat on android the picture quality is poor because the way snapchat works around the different models of android phones is it just simply takes a screenshot of your uh phone while you have it in camera mode and that's why there's that big meme around the internet like oh it's blurry because it's android um But that's because Android, the OS, is on so many different phones. There are so many different phones with different cameras. That's the workaround. Oh, yeah. It must be fucking nightmare, man. uh, He didn't even give us that uh, excuse. So he can go fuck himself because (laughs) he can just simply make it for fucking Android. And I will gladly pay him the dollar fucking 99 or whatever it is to put that on my phone.
3: No, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it, man. Hey, um, isn't there? There's some emulator shit you can get, anyway. Isn't there? Isn't there some? I was sure someone was saying there was some emulator you can get. where you can run Apple apps.
0: There probably is because it's such a fucking open OS that there's a million shit out there.
3: Yeah, for yeah. It. Well, there you go. That's something. To... But
0: again, I'm lazy.
3: I'm sure. Sure, I heard someone say that. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. So, in in terms of tracking percentages... I think, like, um, it, it's it's obviously really easy for 2,000-point games because you just write the number 500 down and then, boom, do that. Um, so, uh, what? Uh, I guess, like, in terms of uh, army building, what is there other than that, Scott? Like, just, um, you, you want to be able to compete at, like, all the different levels of the game or, or in each of them. The more phases you can compete in and win at, I guess, Yep, uh, so
2: basically the force horde words like this, you know, you need at least one lord or hero to be your general Okay, yep. you have to have a minimum of three units in addition to your lords and heroes yeah, uh, that's pretty much it besides the the percentages out there. So, um As far as being able to compete at any level, I mean 50% of your list can be special units in special units typically are a little bit better, cost more, so you can afford to take more of things. Like you can't always count on dying and being able to fill a special, you know, a special selection the mm. have birth. And then uh or as well, you know, a lot of arms have very good war troops if your name is in Tomb King. So what like doors have thunderers, right? You can just shoot your fucking shit up.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah fucking uh yeah tomb kings what have you oh you got arches there you got like they, just...
2: they have archers that always hit on fives and then they have chariots darn yeah. too bad they're they're fast for tomb kings i mean chariots a special rule involving them is they can't march so you're not that's the big knock on tomb kings is they can never ever march it's the only way they can make that mm-hmm. move if they cast a fucking spell so you're uh <laughs> Your chariots don't suffer as much, I guess, because they're not losing anything. They, you know, they don't. They already.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking archers are good there. I can like, um, I think they're only just bows, right? So they're only twenty-four inches. But but always hitting on fives is fucking amazing, especially if you're shooting at dudes who are hiding in a fucking tower or something like that, or hiding or, or behind terrain. Normally, like a if you're BS two, normally your shooting would just go to like, Fucking needing to roll a six and then another four plus, yes, but they just always hit a five. So, yeah, um, but I think like shooting is not really powerful in fantasy, like, um, uh, sh- uh because of the modifier system to hit, I think that, that 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 would be my only downside. Like, if I had one criticism of 8th third fantasy or just fantasy in general, all the additions is just the shooting is just like, oh man, what are we doing? You know, you need to it throw experience yeah yeah and, there's uh, so much shit at the wall to hit like weapons uh, that
2: use artillery dice to scatter mm-hmm. like you roll a scatter dice and artillery dice and artillery mm-hmm. dice effectively if you don't know what that is is a dice where the one through five is essentially times two and the six is a misfire result so if you do roll one of those for your distance scatter at the higher percent going significantly farther than it does on like a d6 so
3: yeah 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 fuck yeah um so but yeah so so in what i'm saying is your bretonian archers don't paint those first because they will ver- they'll be very underwhelming when you put them on the table i think right, like, right. bretonian They're... basic men are any strength two or some shit, aren't they or i, <laughs> can't tell you
0: right now.
3: Yeah, I remember fun. the like the peasants are even less than like, like a basic human like a basic <laughs> german dude all malnourished and dying of famine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> If they yeah, that end of The game, because <laughs> it's it's the knights were all just like that. the knights are just drinking it up, man. Like just living fucking large.
0: Yeah, no, no every everybody's uh, strength and toughness
3: three. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mm. For some bad. reason, I always remember Bretonian just basic like archers, or maybe just the basic dudes with spears or something being shit toughness. But oh, I don't know. Maybe only strength. Maybe.
0: Well, no, their their weapon skills pretty bad. They're at two.
3: Oh, okay. Maybe that's just it. They just shoot at fighting. But they're still as tough as a human. That's not too bad.
2: There you have it. But uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of how you build an army, guys. You know, you you had those. Just find a good way to track your percentages. You need a lord or a hero to be. You know, mm. you to
3: yeah, it, to be it's, it's 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 kind of hard to be more specific because there's so many fucking armies. There's like well, like thirteen right. or fourteen armies. So. Uh, without going through every army and telling people, oh, so this is the hero choice you should take, this is the yep. fucking blah blah blah. Um, I but I would say, with
2: Brit- you know, those general principles,
3: yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, and, uh, but in terms of Bretonians, probably definitely, I would say, definitely go with a wizard ass, like as high power as you can get, because yes. fucking magic is really good, yeah, more
2: later. life's great. So, if I were you, Vince, I would definitely no, look into. Yeah taking two two things one thing to be your general so like a bretonian lord and then your uh wizardess to, to throw some life so, out.
3: so are you planning a game against him scott are you gonna guys gonna up? Uh, yeah but uh
2: here. he has his stuff ready when he comes up for heresy camp oh yeah yeah i'm gonna try to take his lands okay. Ooh, claim okay, the, knight, okay. the right of prima octa and all that here we
3: <laughs> Yeah, it's got some action going. So how many, but how, how many points are you guys going to play? How many points has Vinod there? 2,000? So, 2,500? What are you doing? Yeah,
2: 2,500 I think is a good buy word for everyone out there if you're trying to build a list to like the 1,850 or you know, the yeah. 2,500 equivalent 30k <laughs> it transfers over to the 2,500 uh, in fantasy as well. That gives you, you know, the way things are priced, it's kind of designed to play there with the most amount of balance i would say
3: yeah uh, when how many was- trebuchets can you take in 2500 i think you can only take uh, two yeah.
0: i can tell you right now in 2500 so 2000 points or more i can have five characters one ward and five max heroes and then i can have three plus core units zero to four special units and zero to two rare
3: units yeah yeah so up to two, and but but if you're if you're running uh, three thousand points or more, that counts as a grand army, and then it doubles all of those things. So you can have up to six special, and up to that's right. Four know, that's,
0: that's straight up but A field tributary is considered a rare unit. That's gay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, it's for Britannians man. Like they don't. They, they're just fucking drinking wine and fucking chicks and going out and just stabbing yeah. monsters to death. If you had, and had ch-
2: more field artillery, you wouldn't have got massacred at the Battle of Antietam. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> what? i feel like
0: i feel like you know a field trebuchet should be considered in the same like realm as a grail knight because a grail knight you know that dude's probably been out
2: are those rare choices
3: huh? they must be right? grail 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 Knights? Knights?
2: they're they're rare unit choices yeah holy shit really that's yeah. fucking a poor shit i would take two trebuchets over that because you need you well, need something to fucking attack shit downrange and the most important thing your trebuchets can do, in my humble opinion, is kill other war machines. You don't, want to, you don't want cannonballs flying through <laughs> your ranks of fucking knights and shit. It's not good.
3: Yeah, well well he's got six hundred and twenty five points to spend on rare shit. So trebuchets what are they, like hundred and forty points or something? They they're should...
0: ninety they're ninety points. 90. oh they're only ninety, so that's only yeah,
3: hundred and
2: eighty. Thirty points cheaper than a cannon, bro.
3: So you got 445 points left to spend on Grail Knights, so that's pretty good. What Are there any other rare choices for Bretts or is it just...
0: No, that, that's that's it. It's Grail Knights. I... Field trip. Grail.
1: That's it.
3: Grail Knights. You don't see people run them that much, but I think that they're pretty good, right? They're, are they immune to Psych, or are they Unbreakable? I think they might be Unbreakable.
0: Uh, It says that their special rules are the Grail Valve, which are
2: web impacted, skill 5. But, uh... I they think have... they are immune to Psych. I think
0: Saints
3: strengthful toughness full boys, right like a like a uh like a beefy man pretty good, I think they're pretty fucking sweet um and also like they're gonna be pretty heroic when you charge them in. I think they've got great weapons as well
0: um let's see uh, sh- they got a hand weapon lance heavy armor and shield um that's about it as far as equipment uh they have a barded Bretonian war horse. Yeah. and just this the the standard upgrade so like you can have a musician a standard bearer and one the unit may carry a magic banner
3: up to 50. yeah. Oh up to 50 that's pretty good. There's a bunch of um like there's a plus one movement banner which is pretty good. Um there's a banner that gives you like um I'm pretty sure there's a banner that gives you strider which allows you just run through charge through trees and other terrain and shit. Um, That's pretty good. Can they take great weapons? I seem to remember the the models having great weapons on Grail Knights.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's Questing Knights. Uh, Grail Knights? Yeah, for some reason, the the Questing Knights, they can take, uh, they have Hand Weapon, Great Weapon, Heavy Armor, and Shield, but the Grail Knights, they have Hand Weapon, Lance, Heavy Armor, and Shield.
3: Holy shit, Questing Knights. Okay, fuck, I always thought that there was, like, Knights Errant. With, like, the young man, young boys. Oh, yeah,
2: there are, but they're uh, core toys.
3: And then there's so, Knights of so the his Realm. So here's
2: core choice knights, are Knights Errant, and Knights of the Realm.
3: And then there's questing knights and Grail knights. So there's four kinds of knights. Holy fuck.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: so the Knights Errants are dudes that want to be knights. The Knights of the Realm are just actual knights. Then uh, you got the questing knights, who are the knights that get selected to go on the quest to find the Grail. And oh, then...
3: they're the guys with all the baggage and shit, all the backpacks and.
0: Exactly. That's that. Those are the dudes that me and Scott were talking about the other night. That's that badass photo that we like in here of like the dude with like a whole bunch of shit on him.
3: Yeah, with He's the like... with the pe- pegasus thing in the background.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. sweet Adrian Smith artwork.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, <they're> good. <laughs> Britannians are so good man it sucks that they are sort of like criminally underrepresented in yeah, uh, like they really give <laughs> what
1: they
3: yeah, yeah 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 because they've got that whole like lady of the lake style uh, fucking thing which is really compelling and and like in terms of basic humans they are the most basic of all the humans like in fantasy right other than if you could do an all marauder army I guess Cause yep. it... <laughs> um, but yeah like uh, yeah Fucking s- sweet army. Um, it, it, yeah, so you just need to figure out which models, which which of those models you're gonna you gonna run, I guess.
0: Well, all, all the all the limited research I've done so far is basically like uh, eighth edition Bretonian armies. It's centered around the, the Knights of the Realm.
3: Yes. So you basically
0: have like multiple units of Knights of the Realm with some uh, trebuchets and bowmen, just yep. as like dudes in the background.
2: To do yeah. It. One other very important aspect of that is if you're going to run cavalry, you want to run a fast cavalry uh, counterpoint to that unit. So you want to run some mounted yeoman to uh, help. You'll you'll see once we kind of talk about the turn and stuff, how that can kind of help manipulate your uh, your opponent into a position where you can charge them and you can sort of dictate mm-hmm. Where you want them to be by using fast cav and trickery and chaff like that. And you can, you they, can they, rel- said, they,
0: they said to use like uh, all, all the strategies i looked up, they said, like, not, don't, don't, don't waste the points on mounted yeoman. Ooh.
2: Um, Ooh. That get, is get, controversy.
0: Get, get, <laughs> they, they were like, get multiple units of men at arms and then put them on your flanks. Right. Uh-huh. So basically, uh-huh. you have your men at arms on your flanks and then you have your, your BSB, your bowman, and your trebuchets in the middle, and then you have your knights all in front of that. And basically your men at arms slowly move up the board on the planks, and then the knights just keep moving up the middle, going after whatever.
3: Just smashing into shit. Mm, okay. Yeah, interesting. Um I would say though in uh in opposition to that, uh, check out the mounted Eoman models. They look really cool. Yep. <laughs> It <laughs> <laughs> is look fucking sweet. Um but yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Like the it, the uh, the Bretonian armies that I played basically had that fucking almost all had because I as I said I was playing in like a tournament style environment. Uh Randy Rance, who's uh here in Brisbane um is uh painting up a big Bretonian army at the moment as well. Um so it'd be fun to play against him cuz he hasn't had any exposure to the old fucking like uh character bus bullshit. Fucking day, so um, it'll be interesting to see how he how so the armies that he he runs, um, but yeah, the, the the big character bust was always the fucking thing that I was most terrified of. I was just like, oh shit, they're right up in my face. Um, oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure you get it. There's a banner that gives you an extra d6 inches on a charge, so you like, and then yes, there's something you, do. That, you can fucking
2: isn't. turbo charge like all the way across the board, turn one, so
3: and there's a vow that allows you to reroll charges or some shit too, right? Something like that. So I'm
0: looking sad. at the I'm looking at the vowels now, right so obviously yeah. you can't basically there's like the hierarchy to the vowels. so like a gra- like if you have a Grail vowel, then something else can't have like a lesser vowel basically' is what it's right. Saying. so but what uh, so, so something like this right so it says for specifically the Grail vowel right Knights with the Grail vowel are immune to psychology and cannot be joined by characters that have Knight's vowel or the questing vowel. Any model with Grail Val always starts the game with the blessing of the Lady. The blessing of the Lady is basically uh, you get a six-up ward save, and then you get a five-up ward save against attacks with strength five or higher. Yeah. So In yeah. addition to that, you also get uh, all attacks made by models with the Grail Val count as magical. Though this does not affect the Knight's mm-hmm. mount. So, what does that mean? Like, if you're if, if the knights if the knights are swinging and their attacks count as magical
2: so uh, they can kill so, ethereal ethereal yeah ethereal things there are undead units they're fucking ghosts and can't be hit by anything that's not a magical attack so uh, that's really good yeah
3: yeah there's a few uh yeah uh, yeah pretty much uh just ghosts and uh wraiths yeah. from the undead out- range yeah uh, uh, they can, I can't of-
2: can make a slam mage it is ethereal that people run outside of a unit every yeah. once in a while, and you yeah
3: yeah you can do that yeah
2: kill that frog uh, that fucking
3: w- is wicked yeah, frog oh Dr- shit Drads used to be um magical attacks used to ignore their ward save but they changed that
1: yeah
0: Scotty remember I was asking you before we got on I was like well should I put like should I make a banner with these fucking bowmen and you were like well you should be really careful with that because there's some games that uh, there's some missions that like if that banner gets killed, they get additional points, right? Yeah. But uh, with Bretonnians, uh, the Peasants' Duty, which those dudes have, uh, unit standards and units with the Peasants' Duty do not confer any additional victory points if they're captured.
2: Well, there you go. Put those banner away, my man. Banner's so banner, banner away, away, right?
0: So I want to put yep. a banner in every single unit I can. Get some
2: plus one combat res, which is okay. a good thing. And it, inc- it like that one mission, which we'll get to, increases your... Uh, four to two points so that's awesome. but uh yeah all right so moving along we can talk a little bit about how a standard turn goes in warhammer yeah. fantasy so the phases look a little like this the very first thing you do is you declare a charge so that's kind of a different thing for 30k that being one of the latter uh parts of a of a turn you know the very first thing you do is you have to be lined up and in, in range to to do the charge you want to declare then you'll yep. move all your move moving like your regular moving well,
3: sometimes you need to test uh take frenzy checks and all that of the shit like if yep. you're frenzied you have to charge unless you pass a check um yes. stupidity you have to take a leadership check or uh yeah i think it's a leadership check or they just stumble around like fucking morons right right uh, yeah there's that.
2: things that'll fuck you if you're not careful there <laughs> for sure and uh then you move do all your remaining moves you go into the magic phase the shooting phase and then uh, you resolve your combats. so tim let's talk a little bit about charging you know what is some strategy behind charging and getting a big block of troops let's use vince's case here like cavalry. how to line up a charge and the things you need to consider <clears throat> make that work. Uh
3: yeah, so cavalry are really uh I don't think that they are really that much nerfed. Like I think cavalry are pretty good in eights. I know like that that might be like um uh people might I guess a home. misnomer
2: that's a, that's kind of a easy answer I think. People yeah yeah. they hear that a lot maybe.
3: Yeah. Yeah the best thing about cavalry is they've got a huge movement. So like a basic horse is like movement eight, which is twice as fast as a human. Um, Some of the elf horses and some demonic steeds and shit can be anywhere from movement 9 up to 10. Um, But So when you do a march move that means you just double your movement so horses can move at fucking up to 16 inches which is really good. Turn 1 to just move them into a good position, get ready to fucking smash people. Um, And the way charges work in this is it's your basic movement and then you add 2d6, that's for just like basic humans charging. Uh, with cavalry, you have a thing called swift stride, which means that you roll three d6 and choose the two highest. Um, so that gives you three d6, choosing the two highest. I think. Yeah. Uh, the average is ten, I believe. So if you're within eighteen inches, eight, uh, the way to really win this game I've, uh, with 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 cavalry and shit like that, I've found, figured out is that you need to uh, figure out like the average. Try and work the averages. So if you sit just at like fucking eighteen inches or just a little bit less, generally infantry won't be able to charge you, but then you'll be able to charge them. Yep. Um, you can yep. measure at any time in this game as well because there's no they got rid of the gas range shit, which was holding back the measure anything at any time, which I really like. Um, so you can measure, you can carefully position units, sort of, so that you're exactly at a certain distance, um, so that, you know you you will be out of charge range for sure. And then usually what you'll do is if you're doing that. You'll just tell the person, okay, I'm just sitting just out of your charge range, and the person goes, Okay, cool, I agree. And then you uh there's no problems later when you're like, Oh yeah, I'm fucking totally in for this charge. Or totally out. Um Uh so yeah, ch- charging is very important. Generally turn one, you unless the enemies rush right up in your shit and you've got second turn, um, you won't get many charges off. It's usually turn two where all the the big units all like smash into each other and you know, crush crash, crash into each other, and that's where the where, where the combats. I think like turn one's usually sort of jockeying for position. Turn two is usually like a bunch of, turn turns two and three are the longest terms in the game basically because that's when you're working out all of your combats generally. And yes. then after that, after that, either both armies are down to half points or you know one army is down to under half points, and you know, that that sort of thing.
2: Shit's it's coming to a conclusion more or less. So why <laughs> sure. I suggested the uh, the mounted yeoman earlier is there's a type of unit called fast cavalry that you can move Ooh. them up and put, put them, you've seen like a fantasy unit ranked up and stuff. You can put them in an angle that if someone wants to charge them when they make contact with the unit, they have to close the doors to the unit so that can change their facing and uh yeah. that can help you line up a charge also uh fast cavalry can charge reaction Flea rolled you know from wherever they are they roll 2d 3d6 pick the two best, and uh your enemy has to catch them with wherever they're at rolling their face six so uh yeah and if they fail they only go the highest dice on that result and that's kind of how you do that you put a fast cab unit in front of them and they try to charge. You run away. They fail their charge, and then they're left out in the open, only a little bit closer for you to charge them next turn.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, the way that the moving works with arcs and having to do wheels and stuff um, means that you when you're in a in a formation, you're really good at combat because you're getting that rank bonus, etc. But your movement is a lot slowed because the dudes are trying to fucking stay in formation while while yes. also changing orientation. Yeah. Uh, so so, so, would... so having stuff like Fast Cav or, or Skirmishers uh, who get to just sort of move in any direction they want as long as each model in the unit doesn't move more than their max move, if you know what I mean. Um, yep. Basically like 40k movement, essentially. You can just move however the fuck you want. You can just fuck off. And that yep. also applies to all single figures as well. So if you've got a single character on foot, they can do as many pivots as they want during move. And same thing with monsters and that sort of shit. So single models are really maneuverable units the least maneuverable so you, have you can't out your, your unit, to an extent
2: your base unit that's in like a unit formation say four ranks of infantry or three ranks of knights they have a visibility a charge arc basically of 90 degrees to the front so if you've ever okay. seen those little acrylic templates people will sit in front of their units that kind of you know sit flush they show the fan that that unit can see you can charge anything that is within range that, you know, is inside that arc. What you yeah. do is you get one free. You measure the shortest distance from the unit, uh, you know, closest to closest from your unit that's charging to the yeah. unit being charged, and then roll your roll your charge distance. You get one free 90 degree wheel at some point in there. You know, if you need it to actually make contact with your enemy. And then you have mm-hmm. to be able to move straight ahead without clipping any other units or anything. Yeah. To stop. yeah. You, you have
3: to maximize so, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For everybody that's like that that's listening right now, so for me that doesn't know anything about this this game. So <laughs> as it's described in the rule book, it, it's very simple. They got like basically a one yes. with step by step picturesque yeah. here. So it's super like simple,
2: a, yeah. Like, if it's like a nerd. unit
0: of uh, fucking goblins on dogs about the charge. It looks like some dwarves. So because uh the fifth the fifth goblin on the on the dog unit is wouldn't be able to touch the uh, unit of uh, dwarves when they charge directly. You can do that ninety degree pivot for that whole unit, yes, that way you can pivot them in a way so that if they move directly in a straight line, all models would then be in base to base eventually. And then yeah. you're you're able to close that they call close the door in the book, yeah. but basically you pivot, you get off you get one of the models to touch base to base, and then basically you get to pivot them again so they all touch. So that's the way you can get all of those five models instead of four touching that unit, and, and, and so you get more attacks.
2: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you're, you're
3: always trying to trying to maximize. Yeah, there, there is a bit of like of uh, what we always call like trigonometry hammer with uh angles and you gotta you know determine how how many fucking models in the unit are in a specific arc that sort of thing but that shit is really easy to figure out um just just in your first game basically just have that page open and just look at the models and then look down at the page and just fucking work through it that's i would say that's the that's the best way to do it because uh and that's the best way to teach people as well it's just like here's the book just fucking read through like that and then look at the models and then just ask any questions you want and then they'll tell you yes or no and then um you know it's um it, it's all spelled out in that book really easily yeah it, it's, it, it gets, it's gonna be really hard to explain some concepts sort of verbally um but you know,
2: you know, like abstractly been, over the internet it's gonna be very hard to kind of explain mm-hmm. that but how it works basically you know you can open that brb and see the entire priority list of the the yeah. issues that have to be addressed when you charge and it's not as complicated as it seems. it's pretty uh it's yeah, pretty it, it, straightforward it, like, and
0: even even for an idiot as such as myself i'm looking through it and it's like it's pretty
1: yeah
2: pretty cool. yeah, yeah it's starting to so it's click like, inside of your head
0: so so like tim said in the start of your first term like you resolve any of those weird fucking characteristic uh checks or anything like that then you go into the charge uh so you declare your charges mm-hmm. And then let's say uh, I'm a dude that has, like, my Bretonian bowman, and, like, Scott and his Imperial Knights are going to charge me. I can either – there's three actions I can do according to this book, and one is to hold, Uh, then I can stand and shoot, which is basically an overwatch, or I can flee if I feel like he's going to absolutely decimate. And then it says right here in a little snippet that – Basically, if you're pretty savvy in this game, once you get used to it, you can use fleeing as a way to trap that charging unit coming in. Exactly. But mm. uh, if you if you go further into the actual uh, couple of pages talking about the charge phase, um, if that unit uh, decides to still charge you, even if you do flee, um, it's basically like in Heresy, a sweeping advance. So if they get the charge on you and you're fleeing, uh, your whole unit's destroyed. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, so so, the, so, you would basically, so say uh, Scott's knights are 10 inches out from your unit, uh, he, and basically what you would do is you would say, I am fleeing, so you would roll your 2d6 and move that many inches directly away from the center of gravity of Scott's unit, and then you would determine their final position, and then Scott would then re-measure, and say you ran 7 inches, he would then measure and say, oh 17 inches, and then he'd roll his dice. And then roll 17 and just like destroy it, and then he would move them all the way up to where your unit is, and then your unit would be removed.
0: Which is pretty dope because like in all all these movies, you see like either it's it's traditional like going all the way from like Mm -hmm. Roman era warfare or like your Middle Ages, your War of Roses stuff, or like even in Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. like all these dudes that are running away and cavalry just comes through and just yeah, just crush them. Pretty cool.
3: It's, yeah, it's always fun declaring a charge on, like, a unit that's fleeing already. They're already broken. they just got no fucking chance. You just fucking crush them. Um, also, monsters with uh, terror or terror-causing models, if you declare a charge, to the unit uh, has to take a uh, leadership check, and if they fail, they they break. So there's a chance there where your monster just basically breaks a unit and then runs them down, especially flying monsters because they're movement 10 with swift stride, so they're doing a 10-inch plus 3 to 6 choose the highest charge. So you can definitely, like, uh, have, like, a uh, Game of Thrones start, like, oh, shit, it's a dragon, no! And then just, like, it just flies into them and just crushes them to death.
2: <laughs> they oh, just sleep. panic and cry. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. over before it starts, but... yeah. That's <laughs> dope, though. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. if anybody tried to be
0: a little bitch and flee against my knights, I'd just be mm. like, fuck it, risk it for the biscuit. Let's fucking do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and fast cav, like Scott was talking about, um, fast cav, you can basically either throw them to their to their doom to to railroad people or, or sort of drag units out of coherency yeah. or if you're far enough away you can just do a, a, a flee um and i think i believe fast kind have some bonus to rallying or am they i do just... yeah
2: they i and i think if you give them a musician they uh they get a bonus to rally as well
3: yeah so they can just then they just turn around and go haha psych. when
2: they rally fast cab can act Normally too, so they rally. They can't charge that turn, but they can move, shoot, reform, do whatever they need to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: So, so now we're at the point like.
2: Movement, right?
0: Got my no, no, no. Because like, there's something here that I need. I even I need to ask questions on. So,
1: we
0: got we declared our charge. We got there, but it looks like on this next little page here, it looks like the actual unit of of dwarves or imperial dudes. Like it's treated like a vehicle like there's different sides and stuff like that so yeah what what happens if you charge from the flank or rear of my unit
3: uh so it's it's bonuses um and also so so if i charge the side of your unit um a couple of things happen number one you don't get to reform so i'm just smashing into the side of your unit rather than to the front um, the sides of a unit—only one guy can strike to the side. If I'm if I'm striking you to the front, you you can attack in two ranks or three ranks with spears. Um, if I'm charging the side of you, though, uh, you you're only able to attack back at me with one rank. Um, a couple of other things happen. I get plus uh, one uh, added bonus uh, res in the end phase or to determine combat res. So I would get plus one from charging, plus one from charging you in the flank. Um, the other thing is, if you've got, say, you've got uh, enough ranks to give you a rank bonus. If I have ten or more models that I'm charging you in the flank, I actually break your rank bonus as well. So I say I've got three ranks, and you've say say we've got two units of twenty, they're five wide, four deep. If I charge you in the flank, um, I would have plus one from charging, plus one from uh, a, a flank, plus one from my banner, and then another plus three from my ranks. Whereas uh, you, would have no plus, you would have no bonus to charge, you would have yeah. no bonus from flanking, and you would lose your three rank bonus. So when, you're it. when the
2: we come typical... to like, talking about resolving combat and combat resolution, that is, uh, that's how you win. Like, that's how you kill units yeah. effectively and wipe them out. So that's it's a huge hard. thing.
0: So Tim, in like your in your typical armies that you run at either like the three K or, or or two point five K, like if yeah. you guys if if you have guys that are charging in like that, like what's your typical unit and like how many total attacks does it have?
1: Like what's
3: your Uh, well, it depends what it is. Like um, if it so, so, so we'll use the the example of your knights. So you've got nine knights of the realm, and they're three wide and three deep. Because of your special formation, all uh you'd get the first two ranks worth of guys, so the first six. And then the outside guys for every additional rank. So you'd have six, seven, eight, eight guys attacking. Yeah. Your champion would have another attack because he's a champ. So you'd have uh, n- uh, nine attacks. Um, you would then uh, basically charge in the side. Say you're attacking my ghouls. Um, you would probably be t- contacting maybe five, uh, if three wide, probably five, at least five ghouls. Ghouls have two attacks each. So I'd be getting ten attacks back at you, but they're only strength three, and you're getting a two plus armor save against that. So you would basically just like charge in, fucking smash them. Especially if you, you've got lances, you're gonna do a bunch of wounds. Uh, I'm not gonna get my rank bonus, so I'm gonna lose combat probably by, you know, uh, <laughs> depending how many, of, however many wounds you do, plus your combat res, plus your flank. So you probably you could you could win by ten, and say you kill seven of my dudes, and then win the combat by ten, you would then. I would lose 7 guys, then I would lose whatever my combat res, because they're. this is specifically undead. I would then lose another 10 guys, so I would have lost 17 guys all up. Whereas if you charge a unit that has normal psychology, and you win by... <laughs> it's a 2d6 check, and you're modifying their leadership. So basically, uh, a, a leadership 7 unit, if you win the combat by 10, they have to roll double ones. Otherwise they break. And then you can just run them down, and you get three d six. Choose the two highest for overruns as well. A whole
2: lot too. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty powerful. Flank charges, rear charge. You get plus two combat res, um, and you can break yeah. rank their ranks as well. So yeah, they <laughs> only get
2: fun. to attack you back with that one re- rear rank as well. That's yeah. fucking really good.
3: Yeah. But, I um, The only thing I would check is the stud, is the breaking ranks rule. And how that works with Bretonians, because I believe it has to be 10 models or more um, in any formation to break ranks. Uh, I know oh, it has to be. So
2: the idea is if you're trying to nullify someone's rank bonus, whatever charges you in the flank has to have two ranks of five models.
3: Is that the case? Or how does that work yes. with Bretonians then, where they have Lance uh, formation? Huh.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. They could, maybe theirs are special. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Sure.
3: I, I think it's just 10 models. I think it's just 10 models.
2: Uh, oh, okay.
0: So, knights in the Lance Formation form to ranks only three models wide. The unit gets a rank bonus for each complete rank of three models rather than four. For movement, it is treated like any other unit and has flanks and rears just like other units. Any unit of knights may start the game in the Lance Formation. During the game, any unit of knights may form the Lance Formation either by reforming or by adding or subtracting ranks to form a unit of three models wide. In effect, if by any means a unit of Britannia Knights is formed as a unit three miles wide, it is treated as being in a land's formation. Characters must be placed in the front rank if at all possible. If it's placing champions, standard bearers, or musicians in the second rank, or third if necessary, standard bearers and musicians operate normally normal, even if not in the front rank. A damsel prophetess may be playing in a center of or a front bearer, and if it's your range, play, Anyway...
2: That's irrelevant. For for everyone else, if you have any other army and you charge something into the flank, if you have a unit charging into the flank with two ranks of five models, so ten models total, you technically nullify their steadfast rule, which is what makes them effectively stubborn. Combat resolution kind of works like it does in 30K. Just how you total up your combat res score is very different. Instead of it just being flat wounds done in combat, there's different circumstances that dictate what your combat score is and then if you break they have a chance to catch you you know and kill your whole unit in a suite so yeah but uh so yeah, we
3: would need to look up an errata for that yeah uh, well, what you said scott is exactly right uh, a unit is disrupted if an enemy is attacking in the flank or rear and the enemy unit has at least two or more ranks of at least yeah. five models. smaller units are are assumed to have insufficient mass to cause disruption, so right. you need to need to check that out. Um,
2: yeah, just check your FAQ. Uh, funny thing on the Wizards Warhammer Fantasy page. If you guys request to join, I have pinned the PDF uh, every FAQ that was put out leading up to the end times. So if your army oh. is in there, you can check that shit out and uh, get an answer to those hard to hard to answer questions. Um,
3: powerful, powerful
2: so movement uh tim essentially every model every unit has a movement value uh and you get basically two ty- a couple types of moves you can wheel you can reform you can move standard and you can march um what that means is march is just double your movement so if you move straight ahead if you're an elf spearman unit and you have movement at five and you're going to march you can move 10 inches straight forward you know with a march move if you're able to do that something that would prevent you from doing that is that i think if the u- enemy unit is within eight inches you have to test you have to take a leadership check and uh if you fail yeah. that leadership check your march blocks so you can only move your base and uh in the rule book it kind of shows you how a unit wheels so if you have a square you touch the lead right hand corner you're moving the left side because you're trying to move to your right you're moving the left side up and it kind of shows you how to count almost like you would on a clock how many inches that wheel is going to cost before you start moving forward again so
3: Yeah, we should should mention as well because of the uh, the limitations on movement and wheeling and all that sort of thing. Its uh, deployment is pretty important, just uh, in terms of sort of lining up your units. So the units that can't maneuver the most, or or, or, just just like in an ancient uh, uh, ancient times battle, uh, the phalanx would be like in the middle, and then you would just sort of both sides would just agree to like let's run our 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 fucking phalanxes into each other and not just fuck around. Um, and then you have lighter troops on the flanks and skirmishing in the middle and that sort of thing. Um, so the this, the same thing with fantasy. Usually, most you, you'll start your least maneuverable shit in the middle, and then those units will fucking like crash into each other. Um, so the uh, in any the the best scenario uh, to play there is six scenarios. But if you if you if you're just learning the game, just play like relentless battle lines. Yep. Play number one. Basic, like, yep. Yeah, 12 inches on, uh, long edges, and just fucking... uh, When you're deploying your terrain, try and leave a sort of openish area in the middle so you can smash into each other without too much, like... uh, 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 Even though, like, some huge fucking thing, like a tower or whatever the fuck in the middle of a table, looks fucking awesome, sometimes it's just a total pain in the ass because you've got to fucking maneuver around it and blah, blah, blah. So if you're just learning the game, try and play on a, a more open table. Yeah, uh, and just uh, just crash, crashing units into each other and figuring out how the combats work. Because sometimes if you have, um, say, uh, uh, a unit gets charged by two enemy units, and then they hold, and then the next turn two more of your units charge in, suddenly you've got five units in this one combat, and you have to go through and work out the combat score across the entire combat so you can have like these (laughs) huge like multiple unit combats that take you know combat rules,
2: complicated mathematics yeah
3: Yeah, but but don't be discouraged by that because it's really easy to work out like you just it's just a matter of just just fucking get i always just get dice i just go okay so you get plus three and i put three dice down you get plus one for this plus two for this plus three for this i get this and this and this and this that way everyone can see how many Dice each yeah. player basically a dice for each point, and then I say so. As you can see, I win by three. Take your leadership test. Oh, you broke. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Another thing it's, I've it's seen. It's matter working
2: through it. Yeah. That helps it's a cool lot. Cool. Is you can, uh you can like, like count up your total combat risk score for one player, and then that second player, as they're counting theirs up, they can start subtracting from the first player's score, and you can find out the difference in who won. And it's a uh, it's really easy i mean it's not nowhere near as hard as you would imagine what i do is when i'm losing guys out of a unit i just leave them on the board laying down behind the unit so i know how many casualties i took and then i know that score versus whatever else i need to count up for ranks and banners and things like
3: that but you don't have to worry about that Vinny. just fucking scott can just work it all out for you yeah, play. no
2: problem. Don't you worry, bud. I'll take good care of you. Yeah, see? that' you're gonna take good play. care.
0: <laughs> it's just going to be one of those things where I'm just he's just going to be like, "Yeah, I, you know, I just pass everything on a one up." I'm like, "All right." Yeah,
2: yeah, Vince, uh this dice here means uh you just forfeited your house. Um <laughs> Trust me,
3: man. It's in that huge rule book somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's in that big tome. You get in there. And find he's, out.
2: he's gonna be. He's
0: gonna be the, the, that guy. That's like. You're the one challenging my fucking rule, so you show me in the rule book where yes. it's. Yeah. at. And then. <laughs> <That>
1: classic.
2: Classic <laughs> ultimate shitty gamer fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, hey, dude. got a your, problem with the bro. You better your, find it. It's
0: your fucking turn. You got the bottom of the turn. So <laughs> if you take a long time fucking game will end and I'll fucking win so go
2: ahead just fucking Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious man yeah there, there's but, actually uh, somewhere, there's,
3: a, um, there's an article back from the 8th days. days um, I'm sure it was an article somebody made maybe a blog post and it was just called 8th edition worst play and it was all just like the just, just the shittiest fucking tricks that you can dirtiest tricks that you can do to people like um railroading uh, and fucking yeah railroading like, douche like- <laughs> wheels and shit like that yeah
2: but uh, yeah, there you go, Vince. So let, Tim, let's talk a little bit about shooting. You kind of so we talked about moving, earlier. have
3: we? We talked about moving. Yeah, I think. We'll so it, it, it's worth reiterating. Um, so lots of people who are good at the game and win games always tell me or always say when we're you know podcasting about it, the game is won and lost in the movement phase.
2: Yes, yes, um, especially so, true with fantasy man. It is that is. The name of the game is maneuvering so i mean one, one could argue
0: that it's it's for all games like Heresy, yeah yeah that's true 40, yeah. Heresy, yeah.
2: 40K, you it, can't 40K. just phone it in basically you need to really you know <laughs> understand. Yeah,
3: specifically with this game though because it's so like with 40k you know like oh that unit ended up there it's it's either out of range or it's not or it's in range well, yeah. whereas this it's like it's out of range and it's out of arc or it's in range but it's out of arc and it's just the the uh, so I think like the best thing is always ABT, always be always be trapping, always be trying to like trap the enemy. So moving so that like if they don't move, then they're gonna then I get to charge or um, or, or always manu- always when you're moving, not just moving just for the fucking fuck of it, just to move forward, but moving forward, yeah, uh, and thinking a turn ahead and what what, what where might the enemy be and that sort of thing. You know, all that shit that I never fucking think about.
2: yeah yeah, all the things we just skimp over you know and that's that's again why i think it's really important to mention fast cab and chaff units like they are your number one thing that helps manipulate where your enemy's going to end up being so i think it's probably really really important for your army i know you know other people say hey yo mounted yeoman don't matter i don't know man i would i would still they don't cost you that many points and if you get that big a luxury for such a little investment, I would just fucking mm-hmm. like...
0: Do you want me to say something really controversial right
2: now? Sure. Yeah. Hit me with it. Ooh, controversy.
0: So, uh, you guys... going to so- say, your
3: rules ain't shit. You're acting like this is complex shit, but you're just... Yeah, working. I fucking figured this out, you <laughs> stupid ass redneck. All,
0: all, all God, I'm saying no is the way, the way you guys have described how this the game mechanics are working, we're like... A lot of chaff and tar pit units and then you just get that one unit to just like put that (laughs) pick up that ass at the end you know what i mean like this is very reminiscent of current 40k eighth edition
2: (laughs) well i promise you this is a lot uh, more of linear i would say because it's not
3: volatile man the best thing about fantasy is it didn't change for like years and years and years they just put out (laughs) new lists,
2: 8th edition 40k is very reminiscent
3: of fantasy, <laughs> if That's what you're saying. well that, that's the problem with 40k is that shit's always changing like you, you've got to yeah. keep up with the meta. like oh they brought out a new thing fantasy now it ain't gonna change you know like um and 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 a lot of the stuff that's like dickless shit people know that it's dickless shit so they sort of steer away from it nowadays because it's not a tournament environment you don't need to take all that dickless yeah. shit um yeah. And, uh, and there's there's always counters as well. Like even, even the most like harshest shit, like, a, like Spencer's giant fucking like 50 blood letters all in a horde unit. So it's like 10 wide, five deep of just blood letters. Uh, I mean, even that is susceptible to the wacky fucking magic. Um, so <laughs> things like that.
2: And one thing you'll learn is you pay for every single thing you do in the movement phase. There's a lot that's going to restrict where certain units can go and you have to be able to think ahead, you know, as far as I'm going to move this unit up, move it this direction in hopes that he'll do this, which will leave this unit facing this way. And then this unit can <laughs> interact with that in the right way. Like you do have to think uh, several steps yeah. ahead. That's kind of the, the mantra I would say.
3: Yeah, yeah. There or you, or you can just sort of wander forward and just smash into shit. Yeah, just, just, just fucking, fucking roll,
2: ride <laughs> lightning, man. Just bust out those yeah. loaded dice and start throwing fucking boxcars yeah. around the table. and you
3: know. Yeah, I I just really like personally fucking the deployment phase and moving forward and trying to figure out, you know, stay out of this range and blah, blah, blah. Oh, do I move forward or not? I'm really shit at that. So I just sort of like wing it. But I make up for it by being really good at magic phase. Fa- like, a magic phase is, like, my favorite phase. And I'm really, really, like, I'm pretty good at the magic phase. I can usually shut down people's magic and fucking get most of my spells off that sort of thing. So I I, I try and make up for it in the magic phase where, I, where I'm just super fucking shit at the general maneuvering and shit like that.
0: Yeah, I am mean, sort of decided to move into the magic phase because uh, I'm sort of like, okay, like, I was looking at one of the fucking spells for, like, the fucking lore of beasts and it was like well if you want this to fucking cast on all of your dudes within 12 inches of the cycle it costs 20 plus and I'm sitting here like uh how do you get to 20 plus?
3: When the fuck is 20 plus? Yeah, okay. Magic phase. Well, let's, yeah. is, that's, that's enough movement phase, right, Scott? Yeah. I think, yes. I think he, what he's, he's saying is he's at he's at max saturation for movement. Yep, yep. I on. think you're right. Okay. <laughs> fucking
2: crayon juice is bleeding out of his fucking ears right now. Oh, no, no, there was like There was like, th- there's literally only like two pages on the movement phase, whereas the charge that's
0: phase weird. was like five pages with diagrams. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sending
1: up the charges.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even for an idiot like me, basically, like it tells you right here, you can either move backwards or you can move fucking sideways and you're marching. Yeah. And then if you fucking you have to take a leadership, if you see dudes that are eight inches away from you, you want to keep moving. Yeah. And you know why you wouldn't want to do that? Because the charge phase happens before the fucking movement phase. So if
1: you're
3: yeah. in your
0: fucking movement phase, guess what's gonna happen? The enemy's charge phase is gonna come after that. So why would you fucking move eight inches between you and another enemy
3: dude, so Well, you know what? There's so many pages on the charging phase because that's the only one where arguments will start. Because if it's movement, it's yep. just like, "Yeah, I'm moving eight inches." Whereas when, but the charging, where it's like, "Oh, are you?" Uh, well that looks like it's 91 degrees bro not 90 degrees or like you know that sort of those shit, fucking that's of shit when
2: nerd good. gerbils start coming out of nowhere and <laughs> fucking complaining and yeah let me
3: get my that. laser pointer out and figure the shit yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah dude This all faces they're prone to potential laser pointer manipulation this
3: yeah right you're manipulating you you've, put, you've covered your models in some kind of shiny coating to manipulate my laser pointer yeah. uh yeah that's the shit that's where all the arguments will ever be is is uh you know uh, am i in your flank or am i in your front this 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 so that that's why it's spelled out so much i guess all right I let's get like, the budget i case. Well, feel no. like
0: you can't really fuck that up though because like the nature of this game where everything's on a square base and you have a box mm. unit like all you do is you do, like fucking diagonally from like the back corner to like the front corner and then you're like yeah, oh you're like, gonna- that's my <laughs> flank
3: because uh, what happens is you have a five wide unit yeah. that's only four deep, and then people go, Oh, yeah, draw a corner. And you're like, No, that's more than 45 degrees. Like, that's like, if it's an exactly square unit, yeah, you're right.
0: fucking show me the rule book where it's at, bro. <laughs> fucking
1: show me the rule book.
3: <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about magic phase. So, magic phase is the best fucking phase. Yes, you want to put most the most powerful wizard you second can most in. Your important <laughs> yeah second most important phase you want to put the most powerful wizard possible in your army and then you want to put maybe take some support wizards for when inevitably your most powerful wizard fucking fucks up and explodes and yeah. kills half <laughs> an yeah.
2: of <laughs> yeah
3: yeah exactly Um, So magic phase works like this. So you roll 2d6 to determine the winds of magic, which determines how powerful the winds are. So in fantasy, the fantasy setting, basically like all these energies, fucking powerful, fucking magical energies that are seeping out of the fucking giant hole in reality to the north. They come down into the world and they spread out into their eight different colors of magic and they sort of seep through everything. So determining the winds of magic is basically determining how much of that sort of energy is in the area and how much energy your wizards can then harness. So it's not just like a wizard just can always fucking just blast out max spells every time. It does, it does kind of determine on how powerfully the winds of magic are blowing. So there are items where you can get extra dice and that sort of shit. But for so the most part, it's too.
0: So what you're saying is like the winds the winds of the war for the winds of the magic is like that fucking scene. And what is that fucking movie with Danny McBride and <laughs>
3: fucking... Oh, uh, um yeah it's a cool, like magic motherfucker yeah
0: yeah, yeah oh, where he's God. like he's like hey before we go on the quest we need the to go see the wizard name. and he's like you got to give him a hand job are you kidding me right now <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah basically yeah it's kind of like that um That's so once you yeah once you've decided so you roll 2d6 uh, I so if it's my magic phase and I roll, say I roll a 3 and a 4 then 7, so I would get 7 dice and then you would get um, the 4 dice, so you get the highest of the 2 dice as dispel dice okay. um, for all of your wizards you would then roll to, to try and channel extra dice, so any wizard on my side I'd roll a d6 for it, and on a 6 I'd get an extra magic dice uh, you in return would roll a d6 for each of your wizards and any that are a 6 would be, would be a dispel dice um, you then, then basically, um, I would look through my cards and look for a spell to cast. So, say I've got seven dice. Right, the most you can throw into a single spell is six of those dice. Um, so that's how you get twenty plus to cast. So if I threw th- <laughs> through all sixty-six, I've got uh, what's it? I can get up to thirty-six. All right. Holy shit!
1: Yeah.
3: But any So there there is caveats to that. So <clears throat> uh, the downside is if I roll two or more sixes in 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 that cast, then I've suffered uh what's called a mishap and I'd have to roll on the mishap table. First would work out uh it, it would also the spell would be at, at ultimate force so you wouldn't be able to dispel it. So yep. basically say I'm gonna roll say I'm gonna cast dwellers below on you. I would then say I'm casting dwellers below. Uh, I need a fucking 18 to cast it. I'm in range of your unit of um Betunian archer boys there. Uh, I would then roll my 66. Two of them are sixes, so it becomes an ultimate force, so you can't dispel it. We would then work out the result of the spell, so you'd roll a d6 for all, each model in the, in the unit, and any that were more than it's, their strength, so four or more, would just be destroyed with uh, no saves of any kind. Once that spell's worked out, then I would roll a 2d6 uh, on the mishap table. And the mishap table is pretty crazy. I can quickly go through it. So um, if you roll a 2 to 4... It's a Dimensional Cascade. <laughs> this is the most fucked one. So basically, you put down a large Blast Marker. over. I'd put that down over my Wizard. Any models under that all take a Strength 10 hit. Now, there's no Instant Death in this. You know, there's no Instant Death Threshold thing. So, um, you know, a Wizard even just... Like, say I've got a 3 Wound Toughness 3 Wizard. A Strength 10 hit would still just only do 1 Wound. Unless it has the Multiple Wound Special role. Um So, uh, once the damage has been resolved, roll a D6... On a score of 3 or less, the wizard is removed as a casualty. So they're basically just sucked into another dimension. Uh, on a 4 to 6, i lose D6 dice from the pool, so I'd lose my 1 dice that I had left after throwing 6 into that spell. Uh, 5 to 6 is calatimus, uh, calatimus Detonation, which is a small dice, strength 10 hit, everyone, and D6 lost from the pool. Uh, 7 is Detonation, which is just models in base-to-base base with him. So it's usually just 2 or 3 guys. Uh, magic uh, eight to nine is magical feedback. The wizard and every model on the same side would suffer a strength six hit, and you lose d six dice from the pool. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yep. Uh, and then ten to twelve is power drain. This one is possibly dimensional cascade is obviously the worst, but this is the obviously the second worst. Um, so your wizard level is reduced by d three to a maximum of zero. Ah, uh, sorry, minimum of zero, and you lose a single spell, like a random spell, uh, for uh, so I'd, I would lose the spell that I just cast, and then D three other spells, um, or D D three levels. So if I was level four wizard, I'd roll a D three. Say so it was three, I'd go down to becoming at level one wizard, and I'd lose three spells, starting with one that I just cast. So that really sucks. Um, <laughs> getting that, I think. Oh yeah, and you can't cast any further spells that phase as well. So um mis miscast thing is really good. It, like counteracts the fact that like the um, the spells are like. Uh, pretty fucking powerful as well now say I didn't roll say I didn't roll uh double sixes and I rolled uh, an 18 so I rolled just enough to cast the spell uh you would then take your four dice and if you had any uh, other dice there as well like from uh, channeling or whatever you would then roll your four dice um, and then you would add your level oh sorry you also add your level to the cast to the total total cast um so if you were a level four when you were trying to dispel you would roll forty-six plus four, and if that was eighteen or more, you would dispel my spell, and then basically, like I would then move on to the next uh, fucking uh, spell. So it's pretty much how the magic phase works. There's uh, f- there's different types of spell, um, magic missiles, direct damage, uh, uh, hexes, and that sort of thing, which, which have their own specific rules uh magic missiles are basically like a shooting attack so you have to be within the uh, 90 degree arc um that your target has to be um some of them like uh hexes and blessings you just like a 360 as long as you're within range
2: um
3: i think direct damage might need i think direct damage might need might have to have line of sight as well um but yeah you can you just need to read read up on on those the, the spells are really well laid out, and they tell you what type yeah, of spell yeah, it is, yeah. let's, and, uh, 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 and you just check the let's, keyword. Uh,
0: let's try this little practical application here, right? right. Okay. So, uh, let's say we're in a fucking game. I got a damsel that's level 2, and I got a fucking prophetess that's level 4, right? Yep. And the magic phase is start. Alright, so it says roll 2d6. I'm going to take my dice right here, I'm going to roll 2d6. Yep. I rolled a 1 and a 2. So you're saying my my, my <laughs> initial power pool is a Three, correct? Three, correct, yes. Three, correct, yes. Uh, three dice, right?
3: So I have two dispels, and you have three power, yeah. So say I have just one level four wizard, I roll a d6. No, I don't roll a six. Um, so I just have two dispel dice, you now have you have three power dice. Okay,
0: now it says in the rule book yeah. I can channel the power of these dice. So it says a casting player rolls a d6 for each of his own wizards, and yes. x dice is yeah. added to the power pool for each roll of six. Yes, yes. correct,
3: yeah. So try and channel now. i two dice
0: because I have two wizards because I have the prophetess and the damsel.
3: Yeah.
0: One six and a two. So I get additional dice now. So now I get four, right?
3: You got four? I got two dispels. Yeah.
0: Dope. All right. So now the power limit. There's a finite limit on the amount of power a wizard can control. The casting player pool may never exceed 12 dice. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about that one. So now I'm going to go to these fancy spells in the back from fucking spells. of
3: yeah, so we'll assume that you've rolled for these already at the start of the game. Hmm, all
0: right. Um. So that. All right. Yeah. So that dope one we were talking about.
3: The oh up. yeah. So so we'll just quickly go through how you determine spells. So what you would do for your level four wizard is you'd roll four d six and you consult that table. Uh, and any any that are a double, uh, that means that you have to take one of that double. So one, So if you roll two fours, you have to take the fourth spell. But the second four means that you can choose any of those spells. In addition to that, each law has six spells plus an, an extra uh, um, an, an extra spell called the um, law signature spell. Yeah, signature spell. You can swap any of those six spells that you rolled. You can swap them for a signature spell.
0: So unlike so unlike heresy, because I'm a thousand suns player, uh, mm-hmm. I, like this this is what I normally do to speed up me determining my psychic uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. Heresy is like I'll, like for Magnus, for instance, mastery level five. I'll take five dice, roll them, and then yeah. any any doubles, I'll re-roll. But you're saying in this game, any doubles you
3: get to choose. I...
0: What? That's fucking dope.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Fuck yeah. It, it, it's not as good as just choosing, but like with, in 30k, I think you should just it it should just have a menu, and this is how much this spell costs. This is how much this one costs, and you just buy the spells in 30k because like a psyker, the way psykers work is they generally have like 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 Eisenhorn just has one psychic thing that he does all the time but in in this like uh, you know a whole bevy of spells but depending de- determining on how much magic there is blah 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 been to, like, way.
2: school and learned about that specific lore and, you know
3: Yeah 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 you you're also yeah the double system works pretty well as well so the higher level the higher cast you are the the higher the chance of rolling a double and therefore the higher chance of being able to choose spells
0: Do All right so, getting back to it, right? So, I'm going to cast... Yeah. <laughs> so, my Prophetess, who's a level 4 wizard, is going yes. to cast Throne of Vine. Okay.
1: Right. Yeah. So, it this says... Awful. Uh, blah,
0: blah, blah, blah. Spell effect. Every time the wizard miscasts, it will blow up. yeah, okay, got it. Furthermore, the wizard casting the following spells has additional benefits given below. It's uh, cast upon the wizard. All right, so I got these four dice. Let's say I'm like... Uh, I'm not going to cast anything. So I'm going to take all these four and I need an eight plus right so I'm gonna roll these four and I got two ones a one and a five so obviously I'm more than that eight right
3: uh yeah so two ones two what'd you say two ones
0: two ones a two and a five
3: okay so you got nine plus your spell level of uh, uh so you're, you're a cost level four so you got 13 all up okay cool so then i've got two dispel dice and i'm level four so i i'll go oh i'm gonna try and dispel that i rolled a one and a four so i got five plus my a level of four i got nine all up so i did not dispel it go. so you then would then work out the effects of that spell so basically basically what you do is just take that card hopefully you've got the cards hopefully scott will get the cards cards for you um and then uh You'd basically just put that Throne of Vines card just Got next to the family. model on the table so, you, so that you remember that that spell is cast.
0: So, uh, alright, so this... remains a- in play, that one?
3: Yeah,
2: so this Throne is of a- Vines is, yes, but I think it's dispelled on further attempts on a 2+. Oh, so, uh, yeah. what?
3: Yeah, so it's a fucking... It's a really good spell, that one. Right. It, like, and the best thing about that one as well is it gives you a 2-plus save against... Um, it's cast uh, results, yeah. Miscast, you yeah, but if you remember... Yeah, if you remember the turn sequence as well, you determine you affect the spell before you roll. So basically, if you cast that spell with all of your dice and roll uh, infinite, like a double six, you get a two plus save against it because you applied the spell first. Let's
0: do. Now, what is this? uh, So I'm looking at the basically on the back of the book, looking through the the lores. Now it says for the lore of life, right? It's got the signature spells and the six spells, but next to it says it's got a lore attribute. When does yep. that
3: take into account? So uh, straight know, away, so as soon as you, yeah, yeah, as soon as you cast a spell, yeah. So okay, once you cast, cast a spell, yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Got so it. you so you put the card next to your next to your, the wizard that cast it to remind you that you, that spell is cast, and then you would then immediately apply a lord tribute to which is what is it like choose a model within 12 inches and give them a wound back somewhere. To
2: wound back, yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, unless I'm reading this wrong, it says when a spell from the Lord of Life is successfully classed the wizard or another friendly model from 12 inches recovers a single wound lost early in the battle.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's good.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. You, you probably won't work the first turn or two because you might not have any characters that are... Like, in the bretonian army, you there's not that many models that have multiple wounds, maybe like Pegasus Knights, that sort of thing. So, you, so say say you've got one Pegasus Knight who's down to one wound. From because archers have shot his wings up or some shit, then you can just be like, you wound back, better than nothing. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, like, the some of the lore attributes don't fucking do anything, you know, like, you hardly ever come into it. That's the other thing. So, one that like that, where you, where it actually does... Like, getting wounds back is one of the rarest things in the game as well, like, other than necromancy, where you're re-healing shit all the time. Unless you're taking lore life, like... Or you've got a healing potion or something like it's really rare to, to regen wounds on a on a model.
0: Yeah, so uh, so so far, so I've listened to all your episodes, of electric Counts, because oh, right, yeah. i to this, and I was just like, well, might as well listen to this and the Old World Lives podcast and just like get more abreast about it. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, what you guys are still on. You guys still haven't done all of the Lords of Magic, right? I remember you guys did the Lords of Beasts.
3: Yeah, I don't think we've done left yet. There. No.
2: And you did Lore of Light.
3: Yeah, I've done that. And Whoa!
2: Radio Free man exclusive, Lore of Life breakdown from Tim Crow. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Ooh, fucking uh, uh, segment snatchers.
2: Nice, nice. So uh, <laughs> Tim, I think. That's a pretty decent recap of the magic phase. I mean, in in each spell's case, like I said, whether it's a hex, argument, direct damage, something like that, that's going to change how that interacts with the battlefield. But those yeah. are the basic principles of how you generate uh, casting and dispel dice. Do remember, yeah. though, w- also on your turn, you can attempt to channel dispel dice as well. So, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you don't throw up your power dice. You, also
3: um, you, you can... Uh uh you you should also check out in the rule book there's a list of um uh, arcane items which are items that help wizards um so definitely check that out before you yeah uh, but just for people out there like if you're doing up a list make sure you check those items because some of those are really good like dispel uh,
2: scroll don't leave home yeah. without it there's a pro yep. tip.
3: yep so dispel scroll basically if uh if Vin had thrown like six dice in and he hadn't rolled a double six in that spell but he rolled like Fucking 25 or something, and I only had four dice. and I'm like, oh shit, no way I can fucking. Oh, sorry. When you're dispelling, if you roll a double six to dispel, which happens every now and then, dispelled. it's a... yep. you can just fuck off someone's spell. But other than that, like um, a dispel scroll is really good. It's a 25 point item and allows you to just basically expend the item and fuck that spell off. Uh, uh, I, I tell you what, pretty-
0: uh, just by us like talking about this and, and going through all the phases, um, if you're listening to us right now and You got the book in front of you and as you're listening to us uh what's really helping me is not only are are scott and tim like talking about it but like they're talking about the main stuff and then you can like look at like the pages they're talking about and you get to catch they're talking about the main stuff and you get to catch like all the, the like the little bullshit stuff that like you would have to read the book so like right here like in dispels it's like it talks there's a little expert here about dwarves and how they're super resistant to magic and they don't do wizards, so like they get a plus two bonus all dispel attempts. It's
3: pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good.
2: All right. Um, what about uh shooting, Tim? You want to go into that? Yeah. Cool. So after magic, basically, uh, you do your you know charges, moving magic. Now you're just shooting. These are all like your black powder weapons, bows, arrows, ballistas, stone throwers, things of that nature.
3: blue pipes.
2: Yep. Yep, blow pipes. Got to watch out for those. Um, so how this works is basically if your unit is capable of shooting something, nominate a unit to shoot at. Okay, so your unit shoot first, all right, my archers are going to shoot. They are going to shoot this target. Okay, you choose your target. You're allowed to pre-measure so you know whatever you're doing is within range. And then you're going to roll the hit, factoring in your shooting modifiers. Now, what shooting modifiers kind of look like, uh, there's a whole big, one thing that helps is at the back there's like an appendix that has little quick reference charts that lists every single shooting modifier you're going to suffer. So, if you're moving, your archers are just regular bowmen, so they're going to suffer a minus one to hit from moving and shooting. Uh, They're going to suffer a minus one, I think their range is like 24 or 30 inches. So it's important to know what half range is for that because if you're beyond the half range of whatever your range of your weapon is, so if you're shooting 30 inches and you're beyond 15 inches, you'll suffer an additional minus one for that. Uh, if your target's behind soft cover, like a small bush or a small wall or something, that's minus one. If target's behind hard cover, like a barricade or a castle wall or something, that's minus two. And then if the target unit has the skirmisher special rule, like they're like little skinks all spread out and stuff, they suffer an additional minus one for that. So you start your base ballistic skill, you've these modifiers to it, and then you use that to roll to hit. Now, you can hit, I believe, on a worse than... You know, a six. You can go beyond a six plus, but you just have to go to the chart and see if it's like a seven plus. It works the same exact way as it does 30K. You have to roll a six, and then you would have to roll like a further four plus.
0: Yep. Just to quickly recap what he just said. So, when it comes to modifiers uh, in the rulebook, the main rulebook on page 40, other than the skirmishers, it tells you that moving and shooting is minus one, firing at long range is minus one. Uh, standing and shooting so that's back in the movement phase uh, the charge phase when somebody comes in So there's three actions one stand and shoot So if you're gonna do a stand and shoot you take a minus one so just like in 30k where you fire overwatch or snap shooting at six plus in an in 8th edition, edition fantasy You're just taking a minus one to your normal ballistic skill uh, And then targets behind soft cover minus one and targets behind hard cover minus two and then just like you said you can get uh, more than just a six plus to hit. So if you have a seven, it's a six followed by a four, five, or six. And then eight's going to be a six followed by a five or six. And then nine, <laughs> is a six followed by a six. And then. Yeah, two.
2: things like that. Yeah. So there's also some other factors you might have to factor in, like the weapon has the multiple shot special rule, and you choose to shoot those multiple shots as opposed to a single shot weapon. You will suffer a minus one for that those things. So it's very weapon dependent. But in in the case of just the standard bow and arrow, which is what we're talking about, in the case of his bretonian archers, uh, you're not going to have to worry about that. They only fire one shot. First,
3: so. <laughs> and what are they BS two? They're BS two or some shit, right? Yeah, they're, they're
2: fucking they're garbage. Goddamn, <laughs> sorry ass. Almost frenchman but uh <laughs> basically i we were talking a they're little the, bit about. the only this.
3: thing I, I should interject they're the only things that my um my uh, uh fucking undead wolves have ever killed in combat <laughs> oh, Because they're just like that. Why is
2: so shitty and bleak? Is a Bretonian peasant archer? You get herded out (laughs) onto this battlefield with limited training, and that's how it ends (laughs) when you get eaten by an undead wolf monster. Like God damn it, man! (laughs) Uh,
3: Yes, just quickly, the Bretonian archers. I think like uh, they they do have one good thing. Um, which is they can be equipped with like the uh, braziers or some shit that make them uh, shoot flaming arrows, fucking uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, braveheart style or whatever. And you get um, flaming
2: attacks of so things that are flammable, like mummies yeah. or tree spirits and shit. They get to reroll the wounds or something like
3: that. Yeah. the The other thing is that it um, it uh, flaming attacks cancel regen, so you use those Britannian archers to shoot just like um, you only need one wound and you know you're going to be against a monster you, unless it's at short range you're going to be needing fucking sixes to hit but if you roll a six to hit and a six to wound and then they fail their armor check so you might do it with like 40 dudes or something as long as you get that one flaming wound on it won't get regen for the rest of its turn so it won't have that four plus save when you dump double trebuchet on it so when you after after you fire those arches then you drop the trebuchet and then the guy goes, "Okay, time for my regen." And you say, "Uh oh, uh-uh, sir, we're on fire!" <laughs> and then like a piece of masonry or some shit just crushes its fucking skull. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that, that's an, that's pretty much all they're useful for, and also just taking, getting killed by dogs.
2: My favorite thing is lighting someone up with flammable shooting attacks, like some trolls, and then just running them over brutally with a fucking steam tank. <laughs> you know, that's the best. <laughs> Run those Run stupid fucking underbridge dwellers over while they're on fire. Yeah,
3: <laughs> correct. Um, it's worth saying as well in the shooting phase, for for, for units like uh, archers, uh, handguns, blah, 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 um, you fire in two ranks. <clears throat> so it's uh, in 6th um, uh you only fire in one rank. I went. I was looking through the rules, and when I found out that they, you only fire in one rank in 6th Dead, I was just like fucking outraged. Yeah, fuck
2: uh, this. <laughs> how, yeah. Dare, how dare
3: they? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, in 8th Ed, you fire in two ranks. So you can have 20 dudes, 10 wide, 2 deep, and all 20 of them are firing. Doo-doo-doo, big fuselage, which is pretty good. Um, so, yeah. And, and when, you re- when you work out range, though, it's on a model by model basis. So you basically just yep. get your tape measuring, just run it along the ranks and go, yep, everyone's in range. Um, some units have a thing called volley fire. So you can fire your first two ranks, and then half of every rank after that. So things like, um, yeah, fucking I goblins your or
2: something. Would have that too, Ben. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all bows have that, like long okay. bows, short bows, blah 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 bows. Yeah.
2: But so instead of just getting just your first two ranks and that's it, if for some insane reason you have more ranks of personian archers in the backfield, yeah. half yeah. of every rank after the first two will also get to fire yeah yeah, yeah. you're just in. fucking balls deep in archers you're like bitch you can't even deploy I'm so <laughs> in archers. I'm yeah. like,
0: i have too many archers
2: yeah it depends on how many your dogs eat by the time this i know
0: <laughs> over. fucking gizmo piece of shit dog
3: yeah okay. well if you have um so you have five wide and eight deep so it's 40 archers you'll fire the first 10 and then half of the other 30 so what's that So, 25. So, 40 archers will fire 25 shots. So, wait, if
0: I I remember correctly, uh, your boy on your podcast said, like, the optimal number of, like, dudes in ranks, like, rank and file would be, like, 7 by 4, right? Uh,
3: Yeah, possibly. It depends what unit. If you just want to... If you want to just stand firm as long as possible, you want to go 5 wide and just as long as possible in, like, a train. But if you want to get the most attacks... Uh, seven wide is pretty good because that seven wide means against a five wide unit, you're going to get an extra two guys. Oh, sorry, an extra four guys because you'll fight and diagonally. So not just touching; it's also it also works diagonally. So if my five versus your five were just touching, if I had an extra guy at either corner, diagonal to your guys, that's going to give me an extra four attacks. Yeah. So seven. Yeah. So, so combat units seven wide is good. Um, like tank units they're just gonna stand there and fucking try and buy for time uh yeah you want to go as long as possible because that'll give you yeah. your uh, rank bonus as long as possible
2: sure have it. yeah there are yeah. some weapons that fire kind of differently they don't use that same like mo as far as drawing mm. that you need to hit like on um, yep. stone throwers specifically Trebuchet yeah, trebuchet stone throwers. In your case, a trebuchet, you're going to use a small blast template. You you do have to have line of sight with this, but place it somewhere with the center pole wholly over like somebody's base. And uh, you'll roll one of those artillery dice that I was talking about earlier just one and then a scatter dice, and that determines you know how far it goes. If it hits, it hits. the damage it's going to do to the guy under the hole is greater than the damage it's going to do to everyone else surrounding. And if someone yep. suffers an unsaved wound from this fucking lock, it causes multiple
3: wounds. Uh, uh, yeah, multiple wounds. It, it, it,
2: it, wound, yeah. It'll uh, say
3: that in the entry. If you go to the artillery section, it'll say that in the entry, like it'll say, um, uh, strength, so first stone throw it's strength three, and then it'll have brackets 10. And the yeah. brackets is for the model under the hole, and it's yeah. important to remember as well the the hole in the template that just has to be entirely within a base. It doesn't have to be centered on this on on a base. Right, be, right, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can move it around, like a small thing, against twenty mil models, uh, like arches for example. If you have uh, a full twenty five five by five of twenty mil models, that bit that little template will hit all. If you put it in the middle, right in the middle, you can hit all but four of them. Like, just the ones in on the corners. So, that, that just that template. Like, if you get a direct hit right in the middle of a 25-man squad of just, you know, fucking uh, Empire Militia or whatever, you just fucking devastate them because, like, half of them are just going to die. Dude under the hole's pretty much <laughs> guaranteed to die and the rest is just going to get blasted apart. And now the Trebuchet has some other special shit, though, I think, doesn't it? It has... Is it is it more than Strength 3? Because a normal Strength throw is Strength 3. I think a Trebuchet yeah, is, like, yeah.
2: 5 yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like... 10 and 5 and then does multiple wounds ah.
0: if remember correctly it's 9 and 4
2: yeah it's something okay. good believe me I had a fucking piece of chiseled stone dropped on my unit of knights from this fucking <laughs> and I was ai uh, I don't remember being like oh that's okay <laughs> just let that happen for every turn
3: just a huge piece of stone with like a flirtily fucking carved into it.
2: Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the fucking,
1: range of
0: uh, really- is twelve inches to sixty inches and its strength yep. is five with ten bracketed. Yep.
1: In
3: yeah.
0: addition, it can never be moved during the game, though it may be pivoted on spot.
3: Yeah, so uh, so the twelve inch uh, where it says twelve to whatever the fuck I said, uh, th- that means it's it's gonna minimum range. So, if a unit is within that range, then you can't shoot at them. So, as long as the unit's got, like, one dude with his toe inside the unit, inside that 12-inch range, I believe you can't shoot at that unit. Um, So, there's that as well. Um, uh, And then, so, or maybe you can drop it on the back of the unit. I think,
2: yeah, wherever you place the template, the the center of the template has to be Mm -hmm. beyond 12 inches, but that's it.
3: Yeah, I might be misremembering that. The only know. time that happens for me is when, like, some fucking jack off on a wolf or a what, fucking horse yeah. riding cunt has, like, gotten in my back line and he's just stabbing all my dwarves that are trying to operate <laughs> these fucking death weapons.
2: Son of a bitch. <laughs> these fucking
3: dwarves know. just, like, loading fucking fuel into this, like, giant fucking flamethrower thing, then carefully mixing shit, and then this fucking wood elf rides in, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, hey, 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 Nope. Like, hey, motherfucker, like, everywhere. Yeah, mixing you got chemicals. Got shit, yeah. You fuckhead, yeah. This is dangerous shit. You need to get the fuck out. Um. So, yeah, Trebuchet, fucking really good. And strength five under the template is apeshit because that means, like, yes. you're going to get that militia unit, hit fucking 20 dudes, and then be like, okay, cool. So 22 pluses. <laughs> oh, they're all fucking dead. And even yep. if, they, uh, if they, they, they've got light armor and a shield at most and strength five is a negative two to your armor save. So you're just going to basically be just taking those units off. So yep. Scott's, Scott's Militia. Uh, well, Do you even have Militia, Scott? What have you got? No, What's dude, a,
2: I have one unit, I think, unit? in my whole army that's a combat block that is better than Toughness 3. A demigriff Knight. That's <laughs> all so, fuck, man.
3: So, <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> so have you got any Horde units, Scott? Are you running any...
2: Yeah, I mean, I have a big ass forty-man block of spearmen, a block of oh, 30 right. deers, a block of thirty great swords. Uh, I got plenty of traveche fucking fodder. <laughs> don't
3: so you will get a six plus save on his great swords. We'll get a six plus yeah, save that's against. That's it. Everyone
2: bit. else gets nothing. So that's yeah.
3: It. Um, now it's also important to remember when we we're talking about that artillery dice. Uh, it's got uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, and the sixth side is misfire. So if you yeah. roll that. It doesn't even matter if you roll a hit on the scatter dice if you roll the misfire dice you have to go and fucking roll on the misfire table yes With um, the and
2: chase specifically you'll roll on a, the regular misfire chart if you were to have a black powder powdered weapon such as a mortar yep. or a cannon you would roll on that specific chart. Yeah,
3: yeah
0: yeah there's there's a stone thrower misfire chart here
2: there you
3: go yeah, yeah the, bl- the black powder one is like Worse, I think like uh, trebuchet would probably only die on a on a one, whereas I think black powder's just destroyed on a one or two, Because it's more volatile.
0: Yeah, it's it's like one is a destroyed result.
3: Yeah, so they just fuck up the fuck it up somehow. Trebuchet, have you guys ever seen that movie? Um, I, Ironside is that what it's called? Iron. Yeah, Ironside, the one with um. Did you guys ever see that show Rome? The classic HBO yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Br- yeah. Yeah, you know the guy uh, who plays Mark Antony in that. He yeah. plays like a um, like a knight templar, and he has, any, like um, have you ever seen that? Yeah, in Rome,
2: think- he always just arbitrarily has his dick out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, he plays oh, basically- excuse me, I'm just drinking my wine, my fucking hog <laughs> out. <now." laughs>
3: he plays just the same kind of jack off, but he's just like a knight templar. And there's this scene where they, they um, you know, end up trying to save something, and and uh, it's got King John. Oh, is it King John? King, I think it's King, whatever fucking king. Uh, the, you know, um, Robin Hood era king guy, and he's um played by fucking Paul Giamatti, and he's just like, ah, I'm gonna fucking kill you, see? And then just like, there's funny. this, yeah, there's this siege I, where I, basically, yeah, like,
2: I think I know what you're talking about, actually. Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he just brings in Trevor Shays and just pounds of shit out of them and then yeah like uh mark Antony ha- sh- like cuts all these dudes in half he's got this sword that's just like a fucking like six foot long fucking mega sword that he just hacks fucking all these dudes apart with it's crazy shit anyway uh, but i mean it's just like
0: it's just like in fucking the return of the king where they fucking, yeah
3: they're that they fucking they're, they're at the fucking battle
0: of osgileath and they just fucking yeah. fling it and then <laughs> uh, that work just like he just sidesteps, and it lands on his friend, but then he just spits on the fucking piece of mason yeah. that's just <laughs> flung through
2: the air. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, Tim, combat. Um, I know we talked a little bit about charges first uh, when mm-hmm. we were talking about the charge phase. Um, yeah. How do you think we should go about explaining? Um. Uh, uh, so, uh,
3: I'll, I'll just take us through it. Okay, there we go. Okay, so... What you do is you uh, always go on initiative. Yes. So every single always. model will have uh, an initiative value or they'll have a rule which tells you when they strike and you start at always strikes last. Oh, so no, no, obviously don't start there. That's the last one to do. Uh, you start at always strikes first. So anyone who has always strikes first will, rule will strike first. Um, if they have, if you have always strikes first and a high and a, a higher initiative than the thing you're striking at you reroll roll hit next you'll go at uh, or if both if, if both of you have always strikes first for some reason then you both strike simultaneously then you'll go to uh, initiative so the highest initiative will then go um, and then it, it goes from initiative 10 down to initiative one and then after initiative one then you do always strikes last so basically just work through them all. So always strikes last, just like like in forty K, uh, where they brought in the rules where you like a power uh, fist. Power you know, fists, yeah, double handed weapons, that's the shit. Yeah, and there's basically great weapons is always strikes last. Um some units are just slow and have that rule for some reason anyway. Um and and but so so the thing, the the highest, most deadliest shit is lances, stuff like that, where as long as you charge, you go at initiative and you have a plus two bonus. Um, things like flails that give you plus two initiative i'm sorry plus two strength in the first round of combat whether you're charged or you charge those weapons are really powerful yeah um but yeah basically
2: when you charge your uh when you charge your knights and those are plus two to your strength Mm -hmm. on the very first round of combat not every round after that then you just go off base but that very first round you're going to be either strength five or six which is pretty good yeah
3: uh, if you have a hate the hatred rule the hatred rule is a big rule like anything that has hatred is really good because it's um like i think hatred and stubborn are the two best universal special rules hatred because on the first round of any combat you re-roll to hit yep. and if whether you charge or you're charged um and stubborn is really good when we get to the break test test bit because you always test on your straight and straight leadership yeah. So it's never modified. So I think those are the best USRs. Anyway, so so the way you work out how many people strike is you work out how many of your guys are in close combat. Uh, you attack in two ranks to the front, which means that as long as a guy in the front rank is touching the enemy, the guy behind him will get to attack as well. Uh, the only time that that, that they that you don't attack in two ranks to the front is if somebody's in your side, in which case the guy on the left, or say you're charged on the left of your unit, the guy in the second rank on the left has to strike sideways. He can't strike forwards uh, because he's engaged. Um, otherwise, uh, you will, you strike forward before. You, oh no! If you engage on two flanks and you get to choose, if you're on the front rank, then you would get to choose, I guess. Um, uh, what else? Um, and then basically you just go through at initiative and just like um, go through go go through and and roll out all of your hits. Uh, all casualties are taken from the back of the unit. So everyone basically gets to strike. As long as you're alive at your initiative at the point where it's your initiative, then you get to strike. If two units with uh, always Strike's last weapons fucking run into each other, basically they'll simultaneously just fucking destroy each other, which is always pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, just yeah. having, like, <laughs> two savage units just smash the fuck out of each other. Um, uh, and then basically you'll uh to remove all the wounds and then you'll go into the com- the probably the second most complicated phase other than moving which is the end phase of the combat bit where you just yeah. work out all your combat score and combat resolution so basically the
2: score we were talking about previously that's where this is going to come into play we find out who wins or loses and because the stakes are so high like if you break and get run down you're you know you could lose a for instance, I have a knight unit that's so about 390 points, so almost a fifth of my army. If that all gets run down in combat, that happens instantly. That's going you know? to fucking hurt. And why?
3: Key to victory, bro. Send your knights in. See whose knights are best.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, spoiler alert, Vince. It's not yours. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one thing. So I wanted to touch on that. Really, yep. is go ahead, Tim. Sorry.
3: No, 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 no. You go. You go. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just remembering the the uh, the combat phase. We are going to get back to that.
2: Okay. Go ahead.
3: No, 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 no. You go. You go. You go.
2: All right. So, on page one forty three of the big rule book, big fat ugly one, um, there's a little subsection there that talks about victory points and how you determine what victory points are and essentially we were talking about the base level mention the mission where you deploy Donald War style twelve inches from the long table edge. Your victory conditions are determined off who has more victory points at the end of the game. All right. So what that means is victory points. Many pitch battles, blah blah blah, blah blah that bullshit. Basically if you have more victory points you win. If you guys tie, it's very simple. Yeah. So victory points are first and foremost awarded for destroying units, but other pivotal actions such as slaying the enemy general or capturing their standards also assign victory point values to represent their effect on the battle's outcome. Essentially, anything mm-hmm. that hardens your army or the war is your opponent. So, dead or fled, each enemy unit that has been destroyed or has fled the table is worth a number of victory points equal to the number of victory points it costs to include the unit in the army. So whatever they cost, starting now, the king is dead, general is slain, or is fled, you score an additional 100 victory points on top of whatever he costs anyway. So if he's 200 points and he dies, your opponent scored 300 victory points there. See standards, you score an additional 25 victory points for every enemy standard that was removed due to the last stand rule, or was slain in combat. So if you lost a unit, it was 300 points, and it had a standard in it, you actually gave up 325 victory points there. Um, yeah, the, the enemy- other thing is,
3: when you when you break a unit, so say I, um in the, in the thing we were talking about before, where I charged your unit in the flank, and you failed your fucking break check, at that point, your standard bearer in that unit is killed, so you just remove him from the unit, and you put him to one side, um, and then the unit fucks off. So you would, as soon as you break a unit, you take this standard, the standard bearer dies. So you, you don't necessarily need to go back and fucking destroy them, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. So if, and that also matters, like if for some reason that unit runs away, you can get the 25 points for the standard, even if you yep. don't catch and destroy the unit before the end of the game. So you might miss out on the points for the unit, but you'll get the points for the
3: standard. Yeah. If they, if they panic, if they're near the edge and you kill a unit next to them and they fail a panic check and they flee off the table, you don't get that standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, another cool thing is uh, if you kill their battle standard bear, there's a, you know what this is. You have uh, the Bretonian <laughs> Paladin model for a battle standard bear. Is slain under these circumstances. His death instead scores an additional 100 victory points. So, on top of the points for that character, just like your general. You also mm-hmm. earn a hundred points for for killing someone's BSB. Um, yeah,
3: and if he if he's in the unit when the unit breaks, he's killed, and yep. the standard bearer in the unit is killed. They're both killed, and That's the unit that fucking runs away. Yeah.
2: So don't fucking fail combat, uh, and a BSB is really yeah. important to have in your army because it's one of the only ways to get a reroll on your fucking break checks,
1: and
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. which are as you can see, everything like they're very very important you pass
3: those yeah it's powerful it means like sometimes you might get in a bad situation where you get charged in the flank and you're really strong to the front but you got charged in the flank and you got fucked up but if you've got that fucking standard and you've got a reroll in that standard and you can just weather the storm at the end of that combat you can you can you can reform to face them then next round you'll just be like time to die like that's happened to me so many times with my hammers where yep. I get charged in the side and they start fucking me up, and I'm like, uh, just hold fast, hold fast. And luckily, I'm stubborn 10 with a reroll. And then I just fucking go, like, aha, I pass. And then I reform to face them. And then it's just like, time to die, man, links. Good fucking there four ranks deep, strength <laughs> six.
2: Because <laughs> part of the maneuvering thing, like we said, your, your units are like, fluid rectangles if you get charged in the flank at the end of that combat you can reform and you know turn to face your enemy and rank up how you want to so you get you know your points for your uh your combat score for having additional ranks ranks of yeah. five guys is what it takes for like a base infantry monstrous cab it's three <clears throat> yeah so um, you
3: can't you can't move you can't reform so that you have less models in combat that's the right. rule that so if you get charged in the side you might have to reform in a different way because if you're you can't as you can't as engage diagonally as well so you might lose some ranks when you reform but uh yeah you just can't move models out of combat but you can move them in, in any other way you can move them to add guys to base to base or you can you know uh, whatever yeah just in uh... right
2: Another cool thing for victory points is the underdog challenge rule. So a lot of people forget about this one. If one of your unit champions slays an enemy character in a challenge, you score additional 50, sorry, 50 victory points in recognition of his deeds. So if your fucking Bretonian just standard Sergeant Bowman dude stabs my fucking Tomb King like, fuck you Arnold Boss Lou right in his eye and kills him, uh, you'll get the points. Or my Tomb King guy, you know you'll get the points for my general, and you'll get these extra fifty points for winning a challenge. So that. But
3: you, you know the best thing—the best thing for that is—is is, uh, just charging into a unit that has a wizard in it, and just get your champion, like your Britannian fucking whatever Grail champion or whatever, into best forward, of Fuck Fuckhead yeah. with your silly <laughs> stick. <laughs> Time to die, Lisa. <laughs> just have a lance right through. her. Oh, I don't, I don't know if Scott's got whip female. Look wizards. how brave I am.
2: Fucking murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: just run down a He's like just a... wearing literally just a skirt.
2: Like, Christ, man. <laughs> you didn't really have to do that?
3: Like, I'm fucking Sir Jeffrey, the witch killer. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I fucking do, bro. I will have to spear witches. I don't know what to say. You fucking OJ,
2: just goddamn bust our head off. And like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flip out. yeah
3: people don't do that enough man like i always try like if i've got some fucking dwarf with like a great weapon in base to base with a fucking wizard of some kind i'm always just like strike the wizard
2: <laughs> <Massive>. <laughs> Fuck her. Yeah,
3: great weapon fucking just hack it hack down like a yep. just a basic fucking bit basic two wound fucking sure on, this fucking. This fucking
2: bitch so tim fucking what else did you have about the
3: combat phase um uh we were gonna our oh, combat resolution we need to talk about how that all works yes So basically what you do is you uh, work out, so we'll just start with a basic uh, 1v1. So we'll have two units of 20 20 just facing each other. We'll say that uh, one is a unit of Scott Spearman, and one is a unit of um, Vinny's uh, uh, Bretonian men-at-arms. Do you have any of them, Spear and Shield? Yeah, I have
0: about like 40 of those dudes.
3: 40? Okay, well, we'll say we've got 20 of each kind, and uh, we'll say that um, uh, Scott has charged. What well, do you want to charge, Vinny? Do you want to charge, or do you want to be charged?
0: I'll be charged.
3: Okay, so you be charged. Okay, so Scott's going to charge. So that means that he can't use his spears in an extra rank rule. So that's cool. You've denied Scott like an extra rank of spearing you. Uh, it means you can use your extra rank of Spears. So you've got an advantage there. Good work. Clever, clever generalship. Look at that uh, dance.
2: <laughs> already making good decisions. And it's only yeah, just yeah,
1: begun.
3: So far. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll assume that you make the charge. Uh, you would then look at your initiative, compare your initiatives. I believe you're both initiative three. Um, then you would both just grab all your dice. So I think Vinny would have 15 attacks. We'll say he's got a champion. So he'd have 16 attacks um scott would have 10 because i believe you can't use spears on you charge right you can only uh, use them with your...
2: i'm not sure if that's a rule in Aethed now or oh, not really? but let's pretend it is for this
3: <laughs> thinking of some old edition shit yeah um it is, but... so <laughs> yeah no, yeah no, i do no. have to change that i haven't used spearmen i've got some empire spearmen so i'm excited for them dwarves don't use spears for some reason you think they would right like
2: of sharp so, so is there
0: is there uh is there any benefit of me replacing uh these men at arms, whole arms with spears? It doesn't cost any it? points.
2: Yeah, you're What's right, it? Tim. So so spears yeah, the spear rule doesn't apply on a turn in which the model charts.
3: Okay, cool. So Skull have ten attacks. Uh, what, what, what is the pole arm rule? I don't even know what the fuck it is. Uh, I thought they it just spear.
2: So
0: it says I can change. Uh, I can upgrade the pole arm to a spear, at no additional cost. But then the, in the equipment side, it says a pole arm is bracketed, and it says it counts as a halberd.
3: Oh, okay. So just plus one strength. Yeah. So you, you, so that's the option. You can either strike at plus one strength, or you can strike at normal strength, but in an extra rank. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that you can't use a halberd and i think a halberd's two-handed so you can't use it and a shield in close combat whereas a spear and a shield you would get an you would get an extra plus one to your armor
0: we well see that's what's crazy about this because it says uh the equipment for the men at arms is you get a hand weapon a shield light armor and polearm and it says counts as halberd.
3: Yeah, so I think in the old rules, um, you could choose which weapon you used. So you could choose to use hand weapon and shield, or you could use a halberd. I believe now you have to use the halberd, I think. But you still use the shield for shooting. So you still have like a. What do they come with? Light armor, or
0: they come with light armor.
3: Yeah, so they have a five plus save against shooting, and but only a six plus save in close combat. Yeah, so that's
0: that's one thing we didn't really touch on that was towards the end of the shooting phase and, and since Scotty is away from us right now um, and not, not like, wanting us to proceed on. So the armor phase was, like the armor save, there's an armor save and a ward save. If you fill the armor save and you have a ward save, you can take a ward save. So Correct. 30k, where if you have an armor save and a an vulnerable save, you can take whichever one you want or whatever, right?
3: but It's slightly, the only difference is, so in fantasy... You can take a uh, either an armor save, so oh, sorry, you take an armor save, and then you can either take a ward save or a regeneration save. Got it. Whereas it's the other way around in 40k, where you can either choose, and then you always get the re- the regen, essentially. If you know what I mean. Re- regen's kind of just like feeling no pain in this.
0: But from what I can tell right now, is like our ar- armor is like. Like, to save you is fucking... You have a better chance to have dinner with Jesus, basically. Like, yeah,
3: the- it, unless a, a unit has, like, a... Because strength... Just being strength four gives you Negland to armor save, so it means that light armor is immediately, like, fucking, you're you're just dead. Exactly. Uh, you good light armor and a shield, you get a six-plus save, you know? So uh there's very few... Well, Britannians don't have them. If you play the Warhammer Armies project, they have uh, they have foot knights, which is pretty cool. So they're just slightly more, like better, better fucking dudes. But, um, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, things like chaos knight, uh, chaos warriors, sorry, uh, have a have a decent have decent armor saves, uh, iron breakers, but they're they're really slow moving units. So, so there's so, a there's a big payoff.
0: So from what I'm gathering, then off, of, just based off of that, like when it comes to either like shooting or close combat phase and you're like wounding dudes, like there's relatively no saves going around. Like people are just getting pulled off. Like models are just getting pulled off the table. Yeah, like yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, this huge carnage, yeah. 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 Okay. If you have like two great especially if it's two great weapon units, like just okay. units with high strength, uh they're just gonna massacre each other. Um knights knights, however, are really I think knights because you have a, a, a much better armor save than in footmen so if you're a knight you you've got heavy armor a shield so that's a four plus you're getting barding and being mounted gives you an additional one as well so that's uh an additional two onto your foot so you're getting a two plus armor save so if you charge into uh basic guys like basic infantry like S- scott spearmen for example who just have light armor and a shield and just a strength three stabbing they're going to be hitting you on fours wounding you on fours and then you're getting a two plus save yep. against it whereas yep. you're hitting on th- depending what weapon skill your knights are i'm, I'm not sure if a, a, a knights I, I believe knights of the realm are weapon skill four right aren't they right. so they're hitting him in threes and then if you've got lances which you most probably do uh yep. you're wounding on twos and he's getting no save right. so if you've got not 10 fucking knights you're gonna get like a fuckload of t- i think you'll only be able to go Four wide. Oh, sorry. No, no. If you're running your last lance formation, so you'll just six of them will charge. Oh, sorry. Nine will charge. Load
2: of attacks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight of them. Amount.
3: Yeah. Eight of them get to attack. And that that's yeah. so. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Like, you'll do some fucking serious damage. Like, knights, like, cavalry is pretty, like, pretty yeah. savage from Especially
2: that perspective. Especially yours. There's yeah. really. Really good. There are
3: things yeah. that can catch you, like uh, monsters and shit like that. If they get in the flank of you, anything that reduces your armor save or ignores your armor save is like super deadly. Because you, at the end of the end of the day, you're still only toughness three with one and wound.
2: Did you guys uh, did you guys talk about armor saves and how to take saves and stuff? That's what we just that talked point? about. Okay, gotcha.
3: Yeah. Cool. So yeah, and th- there's a full spectrum of sort of. Um, you're also, I think, the knights if you take that uh I, I think if you i think the way that those um that you know the grail um whatever what you know the thing you do at the start of the game you know, where where yeah, they all, so
2: right. a yeah so that, that, that's what
0: I wanted to ask you guys so is it worth
2: Bretonians uh, always go second because you get to pray yeah. and if well, you pray no, no, because but you're... it's a it's a choice
3: yeah and so, no, everyone yeah, always it's does it, do it man, every it's yeah, like I'm a free fucking awesome, like, awesome it's thing
2: it's worth the six up warts we're a five up against something that's strength five or better right.
3: so. yeah so it's an um, awesome save against monsters
2: yes yes I would so, the few, that. so, so, so one of the few things I could... in addition to your arm so. yeah
3: like, like i was saying like the high strength shit so if um scotts and knights like some of his best troops charge into your knights they're gonna be striking at strength five or more so you're gonna get that fucking five plus ward save against it as well so you've got to fight you got to Two plus armor save, which will probably if, he, if he's strength five, go, it'll go to a four plus, and then you'll get a fucking five plus. So four plus five plus is like pretty fucking good. Like, like the the uh, that's why they have the best cav in the game, man. That's what that's what they they always talk about them being the the big best cavalry force.
2: There you go. Yeah. yeah. So Vince, what are your questions, bro? What? what did we fucking not cover so well?
3: Oh, we, we still haven't done... We still haven't fucking worked out combat res.
2: Okay, right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, we just went on
3: a, diver, on a diversion talking about strength and shit. Um, so, uh, but that's... It's all, all important stuff. Um, so, so the way they work out combat res... So uh, so your two units are uh, striking each other. Uh, like we said before, uh, Vin is going to attack with 10 attacks. Uh, he'll be hitting on 4s and winning on threes because he's strength four with his uh, halberds. Uh, Scott will be then hitting on fours, wounding on fours. Um, Vin will get an armor save and Scott will both get... Oh, no! you guys will both get fucking six plus armor saves. So what you'll do, basically do is just take all your wounds out. Um, you'll compare wounds. So let's just say for the for, for this example that uh, both of you kill five each. So you both your combat res are sitting at five. Um, you've both now got um, uh, only two ranks after your first, because you've lost five each, so you'll get that rank bonus and plus a standard, so you're now up to eight, so the two rank bonus plus the standard is three, plus the five that you've killed, um, you're both sitting at eight now, um, however, if you remember, Scott charged, so he gets plus one to combat res for charging, so he's actually beating you by one now. Now, uh, you cannot claim, oh. I don't think you can claim steadfast because you don't have more ranks than Scott. You both have the same number of ranks. So you need to now take a leadership test at neg one. If you'd both, um, if you'd both drawn, if you both had exactly the same combat res and one of you had a musician and one didn't side with the musician would win. So it's like, <laughs> you've got that. If you've got a music, so that's, that's what a trumpeter dude is for. And also swift reforms, which, you know, we sort of went past. You can look that up later. Um, but yeah, so uh, you would then take a leadership test, modified by how many you lost by, which is one, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> apply the result. If you fail, standard is destroyed, well captured by Scott, and then your unit then runs 2d6 away. Scott then uh, actually, no, when, as soon as you break uh, and you say that you're fleeing, Scott then says that he is going to charge after you or reform so he you basically uh then if you're running and scott is pursuing you you'll do your move first you run 2d6 directly away then scott rolls 2d6 and tries to catch you um and then that's how that works out so scott may may choose to just let you fucking run um in which case he would he could just reform his unit to face any direction
2: yeah because if someone is like, say, I have charged a unit that was intended to redirect me. Like, you're a mounted yeoman. I've charged them, and you angled them in such a way that when I close the door to them, if I were to flee and chase them, it's going to put me in the charge arc of someone else I don't want to be in. Like, those grail knights, you know, I might want to hold.
1: Okay.
2: See? Yep. Yeah. Boom. Magic. Holy fuck, guys. Look at us.
3: Easy. And yeah. then once you at the end, you then have the uh, end phase, So once you played six turns, or however many fucking turns, you've yeah, decided... Yeah, where the
2: mission dictates.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you then basically get... It goes to the calculator phase, where you put in your reading glasses and get your list out, and then get your calculator open on your phone, and then sit there and add up all the points of the shit that yep. you've... That was killed by the enemy, and then you tell them how many points they killed of yours, and then you whatever, figure out how many, what the difference is in number of points killed, add in whether you killed a general, that's 100, standard bearer, stand, uh, BSBs, it's BSB 50 or 100, whatever, we, we went through it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you add With up all that shit. 100. So. <clears throat> yeah. And then once you've added that shit up, you basically compare it on, on like a chart, and it tells you if it's like, if the points are within two, like 0 to 200 points, it's basically a draw. Um otherwise it then tells you like the strength of the victory that you've achieved. Um so it's pretty good.
2: Yep, so if you're like doing a campaign and you know certain perks hinge on the strength of your victory going from like ferric to major, that's how you would
3: determine yeah it. So it's pretty cool, and then you can just be like oh, oh fucking total victory you piece of shit. Go and fucking uh paint some more models that yeah. I have that for else now there
2: was that mission i was telling you about that involves the standards where you basically count up all your standards including your bsb and then for your general add 2 to that total and that's your number of fortitude points whatever essentially like your your basically every 1000 points of your list rounding up is so like 2.5k is 3 Once that number you counted up of all your standards gets down to that number, you lose. So that's why I think it's important to also factor in, like, taking units that can take standards as well. Because if you do roll that mission or you do want to play that mission, you know, you can be like, hey, I'm not totally fucked. As opposed to a guy whose breaking point is three and he only has four standards including or four points including his general. If he loses one, you know, he's done it. Well, guys, I think we did it. I think, Vince, Bam. how do you feel?
0: Yeah. Uh, This was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be, to be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's very simple. Like, the great thing about this edition, if I can fucking wax poetically about it, is it, <laughs> it does doesn't benefit you to spam and take, like, broken bullshit in huge numbers. Like, every army I've played against, against the people I'm playing against, I've played against a wide variety of of unit types in, in their arm because there's no reason not to do like when help just found this one thing that's really good and took 10 of it you know because the first off the percentage thing will throw it off you can't do that and then you have other compulsory requirements to make and there's no there's no benefit to taking five wizards if your power dice are only ever going to be on that 2d6 roll you're still only ever going to have that amount of dice you can utilize no matter how many wizards you have so that keeps you from keeps the magic phase from being a little too yeah. unbalanced as well
0: i don't know I, f- I feel like like looking through this 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 rule book as we as we talk through the phases and just reading it I'm like say, when when did eighth edition fantasy come out
2: like what uh, uh early 2000 sure. like 2005 maybe
3: no, nah, it was no. Nah, I think it was later. Would have been like, two thousand eight, maybe.
2: Let's see what this publishing date is on this fucking, big bastard. Yeah, I don't see it We're in here. But um, because I, I feel like 2009, a lot. Of... Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Pardon. So, yeah, there go. so 2009, 7th two thousand nine,
0: seventh edition came out in fucking. Seventh edition forty k came out in two thousand and. Uh,
2: sixteen, right? Yeah, I was in I was in the military, I think, and so yes, yeah, sometime around there.
0: And just like looking at like the the like certain these like certain like some of these rules and everything, where it like it just clearly tells you like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Like this, this like definitely like looking at some of the stuff. It was definitely like a point of contention in Seventh Edition, 40k, which bred into 30k. I I'm, like, sitting here thinking, like, why didn't they just, like, look at this, just make it all 40K, and then just, like, copy it over, you know what I mean? Don't
2: ever fall down the rabbit hole of asking why didn't they do something. Yeah, different. you know, but, there like— There is any number of explanations for that. But it,
0: it just doesn't—it's it, funny, it's because it's, like, you look at this, and this was back in 2009, and they already, like, put it in here in black and white because they knew it was a point of contention in the past. And then it comes up again in a different gaming system, but it's, it's practically the same rule set. But
2: for, it was never
0: answered. You know what I mean? Like it's for
2: all my friends that play competitive fantasy, casual fantasy, whatever. The people I, you know, played with the most and really enjoyed this edition because it balanced it in both aspects for both types of players. So I, I don't know. That's just how I feel. What do you think, Tim? Uh
3: yeah, man, like. Oh, yeah, like you said, don't ever fucking fall down that hole because uh, I just don't want to think about it. Like as yep. long as I've been playing, uh, for, uh, you know, Games Workshop games since the you know '90s, uh, they've never finished an edition of anything. So I'm just like, this, I'm always, I just don't want to think about it with 30k because they're so close. They've got Dark Angels to do right. I'm just like, I'm just super worried that they're never going to finish an edition of anything because they just okay. never have. Like you know what I mean? Like they've never done even for forty k. Then get fucking finish all the books for one single of any of those editions. You're always like using some bullshit out of white dwarf or something to play to play some obscure fucking list. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough. Like, but I don't know. Like I I, w- I would try that book that you've got now, and then try the Warhammer armies project list after you played a few games. And then sort of, and, and just because he's he's just moved some shit around, I think. Like, I yeah, yeah totally so- to
0: like I, uh, like after owning basically what I had the third edition rulebook, the fourth edition rulebook, then I stopped playing for a while, and then I came back to sixth edition then seventh edition, then heresy that rulebook, and then a couple other gaming systems I play the rulebook, but I would have to say this, this rulebook alone. The quality of it is fantastic like all the little like the pictures like the artwork in it like
2: yeah and if you want a pro tip if you're if you're one of those people who just needs one that's more travel size if you find the battle of of, uh i think a skull pass was the starter set for eighth edition uh that you get the mini rule books you get the little print one that you know is really here
3: yeah and mini rule books good um there's a there's a uh a black and white scan of just like the, um, just the rules pages from that big rule book that you can get and it's, it's black yep. and white, it's like fucking 12 meg or something file um, and like I've got that printed out and ring bound, and that's probably the I've, I've got a couple of these actually uh, so, while, I have a, you,
0: yeah. while I have you on Tim, because you're the master of this Warhammer Fantasy stuff for some reason, <laughs> I don't know why I have it, or why I ended up having it but I have the whole like, box set, I guess you would of triumph
3: and treachery what's that Ooh. oh yeah okay so that's cool that's like um nice. i haven't played it yet i've got a copy of it i haven't played it yet but it's basically for games um of three or more players so you basically like i would say start with small force uh like 1500 points or a thousand points because you get um an additional uh 20 percent of your points as mercenaries okay. um so uh you can paint up some dudes from another faction um, and then basically uh, you uh, it's like uh, you work out initiative and then you work through the initiative each round but w- when it's your turn you can only uh, target one enemy but you—but there's a card system on top of that where you might be attacking my friend we've determined that we're going to be friends for a round or whatever and then I may play a card that intercedes your attack on him that sort of thing so you can sort of fuck with each other uh, okay. basically like every, the more points you kill the more Cards you get basically with just like fuck you shit, so it just becomes like a super treacherous sort of thing. So, yeah, I think I think it'd be fun. I haven't played it yet. I'm looking... um I've, I've just been putting off painting my empire shit for ages. But once I do get that shit done, we can do some like a Lustria sort of campaign uh, on one of my rainforest tables using uh, the triumph and treachery shit. I think there's I, a... I think like oh, group oh, gr- games for Necromunda are really good. I've been enjoying like the uh, more more than just like 1v1 you know what i mean
2: there's a really cool uh expansion as well called storm of magic which is like a you just need the book and it kind of gives you additional rules for how to use the magic phase and how it benefits each lore and stuff and yeah and and it's crazy magic too yeah yeah, it's it's
3: 46 magic instead of 26.
2: Not not winds magic, bro,
3: Storm of magic. Yeah. and Magic. Yeah. I right. think you can throw like Top way more of Missouri dice. Is magic. <laughs> yeah. you, you can throw way more dice. The spells go up to like fucking 35. That sort of shit. Yeah. Um like this Slant have a spell called um great leveling or whatever the fuck it's called. And you basically uh compare armies, and if the enemy has more units than the slant than the uh, lizardman army has units. The enemy has to take off units until they're the same number. So they, you get to choose what you die, what dies, but you just have to take, you just have to take units off off your side of the table until you're the same number because they just get fucking vaporized by the slam. It's fucking crazy. What, uh,
2: one really cool thing about it is there's like a bestiary, so a list of general monsters that are in the fantasy realm, so like. Dragons, manicores, Lamasus, Cockatrices, all those things. And you get a certain amount of points based off how big your army is. So if you're playing like a 3,000 points, you get 500 points. Each player gets 500 points to spend on monsters they're choosing. So you can buy those like one-off monsters or take monsters out of and like uh, Magno, Dragons, you know, Dragon Toads, things like that and uh, add them into your army that way too.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, so obviously,
0: brand new player, never played this game before, looking forward to it, especially (laughs) now. Um, So, looking at the back of the main rule book, and oddly enough, it's called Bestiary, but it lists all the armies out that you can play in uh, 8th edition fantasy. So, I'm going to go through this list, and Tim, you say, uh, I'm going to basically, for beginners or not for beginners, you say yes or no, and then a quick snippet of why it's (laughs) no. All right, so. Did I make the right choice and go with Britannians?
3: Uh it it, it, it I I think they're that they're, they no, they're, they're a good army. I think that just because it's an older list for a new player, you're going to be kind of confused because it there's some of that shit in that book that you're going to be like, what the fuck does that mean? Cuz it's just cuz it's from two systems back, that's all. Yeah, it's just a it. kind but, of but strange. One, but hopefully yeah, if you just ask questions, you'll be able to get around it. Yeah, uh, right, re- so... re- read the Warhammer armies project one and then sort of i think you'll all i right, think so it'll be fine the
0: man himself i fucked up should have <laughs> <his laughs> <opinions. laughs> no, all okay. right so dwarves
3: uh yeah dwarves are pretty uh pretty uh straightforward yeah they are just blocks like slow moving blocks and artillery all right uh, you can get some really uh really um uh, reliable artillery because you can put run- magic runes that let- allow you to reroll things like the the artillery dice. If you roll a misfire, you get to re-roll it. For example, um, which is fucking pretty powerful. There's some runes of accuracy and shit where you get to re-roll the scatter dice and that sort of thing. So, so basically, yeah.
0: there are a gunline armies, what you're saying. Is like
3: you, you um, line... in the past you had to play gunline to win games. Okay. But I've been running just combat blocks now. That uh, now that they've uh, now that you can. So in the past you had a charge range of six inches. So the only time you ever fucking charged anyone was if somebody completely fucked up, and you just like went, oh, goody, my dwarves might actually get to strike. Because they've changed the... Uh, whenever you were charged, you used to just get charged by knights, by cav, by the cav dick riders, and they would just be like, okay, cool, so I killed the front ten guy, or front five guys, ten guys, whatever, now you can't strike, so you've got nothing to strike back, so you just, you'd just just basically just be fucked, um, because, it went, because if you charge first, you always got to strike first. Now it goes an in initiative. It doesn't. It's not so much of a, not of a, of a, problem. I guess, um, uh, and and because you take models from the back, you dwarves will always get to fight, and they're actually, not too bad at fighting because they're all weapon skill four or more. Um. So yeah, I think like, yeah. All right. That was a long explanation. All right. You, all right. You can definitely win combat dwarves now.
0: Tomb kings.
3: Uh, that's probably gonna be a pain in the ass to play. I would yep. say, because yep. got, it's got a lot of fucking just movement rules, no marching. Yeah, they really, really fucking
2: good. screwed the pooch on writing that rule book. So it's a... Uh, tons of
3: bound spells. It's it's just like if you're not good at the magic phase, it's gonna be a fucking miserable time.
2: But don't you worry, there, Vinny. <laughs> <that> magic phase. <laughs> don't.
0: All right, next one, Empire.
3: Uh, yeah, they're, they're 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 like a you know pretty pretty standard army. Yeah. Um, You can take a bunch of cannons and shit to kill to deal with monsters. You can take any of the rulebook laws of magic, so they're like pretty fucking versatile. You can take shit like steam tanks, which are really good. Um, You can take just knights as troops if you want, and then they can also do blocks. Blocks. They can do pretty much everything. They're really good at.
2: Yeah, they can. They can do something spectacular in every phase. They're like, they're good at shooting. They're good at moving. They're good at assault. They can kind of do it all
0: all right now we're moving into high elves
2: dicks fuck those guys man they're the worst they're well by the worst i mean they're the best i think they're like they They have always strike first army wide so everyone automatically swings before you do no matter what you do and then most things that have always strike even if they have great weapons they still have like initiative five or six base so it doesn't even matter you know, yeah, go nice. with a great
3: like a strength six great weapon at initiative five. Cool yeah, story, right. of, yeah, <laughs> feels awesome. Oh, fucking white lines go at strength six, right? With yep. axes, yep. yeah, they're that's actually predicts. Yeah, a uh, fun little thing about the white that. lines they can take a banner
2: that gives you a two board save against all magical attacks, and yeah. they're already a four upward against all shooting attacks. So,
3: yeah, so it's like the whole demon army is just like, oh. Can't do shit. That. <laughs> so fucking. Also, characters with magic swords, spells—it's fucking pretty good. Yeah. It, high elves are just point and click, man. Fucking everyone's just fucking making up for bad decisions with high elves. Good rules. Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's they're that's the ones a, that require uh, the least amount of tactical forethought if you're playing them. Like huge the movement.
3: We're gonna move in nine cav, like heavily armored cav. that a movement nine.
2: <laughs> you have a very fuck. wide margin of error with those
3: what the fuck? Like a fucking aluminium armor or something. That sounds
0: yeah. perfectly like fucking seventh edition fucking Eldar jet bikes right there. That's, that's <laughs> those fucking poor that bastards. My best friend Alex, who was that guy that was like Show me in the fucking rule book where it's at, bro. You're the one challenging me. bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: Go get the book, nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: oh, you don't got an Eldar codex? Oh, it sucks for you. you sorry, I
2: left mine in your fucking mom's house last night. <laughs> 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 fucking, if and a, a, right now, he's a tall bitch.
0: That's what he is right now. So. <laughs>
3: Um, so at, at the end of Aether, there was like an elf escalation basically because like the high elf book, the dark elf book, and the wood elf book that like, came out in the second half of sort of all the books basically, and they were just increasingly fucking savage. Like they all, all elves are always strikes first, and then they have additional bullshit fucking racial rules on top of that. Like all dark elves always reroll ones to hit. What wood elves have uh, armor piercing on their spears, and yeah. uh, if they're in woods, they get to they get st- I think they get stubborn and get to strike an extra yeah, rank or some shit.
2: Waywatchers that will fucking. There's no running or hiding from. They're just gonna shoot you in the face and kill you. Tomorrow. Oh
3: yeah, the yeah the uh, uh cover arrows. Oh, <laughs> damn, <dude. laughs>
2: know right, this: so... if you go up against something and their ears don't look quite like they should be, you're in <laughs> fucking trouble, bro. You're in big trouble. Yeah. So so yeah. so
0: if high <laughs> elves are, the, are 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 this dangerous Are is there any like relatively any difference between them and, and the wood elves and the dark elves other than their story lore and background like
2: hmm uh, yeah they all have they... more shooting i would okay. say they're like very <laughs> shooting focused and then uh what do you think about dark Elves too? Uh
3: the, the, i think the the biggest difference between them is that they all have uh different fucking boyfriends so the dark elves have Monsters and fucking riding lizards and uh, you know all, uh, uh, all all that other shit with them. And, uh
2: hilarious, McCain job, fucking that guy. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah which that's are.
2: the guy your boy always talks about on your <laughs> electric. Yeah, Tolaris. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that fucking guy. Um, so and Martin then this
2: uh, went off in his house. He
3: heard him mention. He's
2: like, what? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then and then wood elves have like um like all the different tree people as their boyfriends, so they have slightly different in that way like they have different sort of shit with them um yes. I, I think they, they, i know it's a bit maybe it's maybe it's subtle but they they de- they definitely did really well to make them all play sort of slightly differently yeah but they have they all have sort of some of the same sort of tropes that's the thing Like they all have a skirmishing infantry unit like war dancers or fucking um shadow uh, yeah, walkers, yeah shadow you know, shadow, shadow war warriors
2: all right lizard men
3: Lizardman. Lizardman a really tough, man. I think magic, that...
2: magic heavy army right there. And they have the, what I think is, besides the Chaos Warrior, the best like infantry troop guy, the Saurus Warrior, that fucking <laughs> Velociraptor with the dick will straight up murky, man. They're bad news. <laughs> and they have a really cool leadership thing called Cold-Blooded where you roll 3d6 and pick the two lowest on any mm. test. And in yeah. a game where that is so fucking important that you pass those, that really can help mm. you go
3: up. And then imagine a BSB on top of that, you're no, getting cool. a reroll and, on that. Track.
2: And like being just, steadfast, like you're not going yeah.
3: anywhere. Yeah, they just give it. zero fucks, yeah. And I think, uh, aren't, um, aren't the Temple Guard fucking stubborn as well? Yeah, so. I it's think like, so. it's yeah. a stubborn 10, with rolling 3d6, I mean, choosing the two lowest, and the Slam can be a BSB too, so you can reroll that. So it's yeah. just him with Temple Guard. Fucking whatever fucking spells you want, Briar. You have insane awesome the models. Get full the spells. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, you can, um, uh, you can buy uh, the Engine of the Gods, which is like a Triceratops with this giant Aztec <laughs> fucking magical wizardry on its back. It's, like, it's one of my favorite models ever, dude. I love that model. In 6th edition, I ran two of them, but because the army construction was different. But not All
0: right ogre
3: kingdoms yeah these guys are my nemesis and my dwarfs I've they're good like yeah I've, yeah i've won like one game against them out of i've probably played them like 30 times and i reckon i've won one game because they're just fucking motherfuckers
2: yeah big fatties they're fast they're multiple wounds they're tough they uh I, they got cool like stonehenge rhino fucking monsters that <laughs> reduce the number of wounds cannonballs do and yeah they're they're fucking savage man
3: yeah yeah i got some good monsters they have got like nice big blocks of like fat boys it's like really easy to paint them because you just like nine models is fuckload of points yeah you're good um and then on the table they're just like just charge forward and just slam into the enemy and then you can you've got access to some good laws as well like uh like lower beasts and lower heavens. Yeah, Seems just drop them something.
2: If you're a fan
0: of 30k lists, like ogres are the way you go.
2: Yeah, yeah, very similar. <laughs> so instead of painting a block of fucking forty empire spearmen, like I just got done doing, you, you're that, the points equivalent would be like six ogre bulls. And they got <laughs> the plastic treatment before everything went fucking wrong. So yeah, they got really yeah. Cool plastic kits and
3: like if they did if they did ogre kingdoms now they'd have like stone all of them would have stones growing out of their fucking heads yeah, and shit fucking
2: unnecessary mushrooms and things
3: like <laughs> shrek faces and stuff and like
0: well, you know it's funny you mentioned it. i was like putting together these fucking bowmen for these, for these <laughs> over here and there's like random little snail bits i was like what the fuck am i gonna glue a snail to hey man <laughs>
2: You never know, okay? That's go That was originated in France. So you, but, know? Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? And then, the, and then the trebuchets, like you're putting a fucking, you're glowing a fucking little fucking bratty kid that doesn't know how to read with a slingshot on a cart.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey, man, he knows how to shoot a giant chunk of fucking stone in my eyes and kill him. Tell you that.
3: Yeah, there's random shit like dogs and like dead chickens and rabbits and stuff on their base on their on that sprue. It's pretty I funny. Love
2: shit like that, man. When sprues come with extra things, like you got to make this little, yeah. little blurry base deal. With, yeah. For the Hellblast <laughs> hellstorm.
3: Yeah, I just built a um a Goliath Ganger for Necromunda, and I was looking through all my sprues, and I found a dwarf sprue that had like a big like smoking pipe, like fucking Lord of the Rings style, like pop, 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 smoking <laughs> pipe, and I'm like hmm and then i realized one of the goliaths has like a cigar so instead of putting the cigar in his mouth i just gave him this huge like dwarf pipe like he's just like who hey, what a horse huh?
2: yeah yeah extra
3: ridiculous shit all right, all right cool
2: that's cool. pretty much that's well, like yeah. well we got vampires left
0: well no no we got skaven
2: skaven good skaven are yeah, fucking really
0: yeah. Oh, are we doing speed round right now? Alright, so we did Skaven. Good,
3: fast. Yeah, got a Beastman. Ska- well, Ska- Skaven are unreliable, though. Like, they've got. You know, that remember the uh, Black Powder chart? The Skaven, yes. like, basically every fucking unit is in some way cyber mechanical or whatever. Uh, magic, m- magic, stone powered shit. Uh. They all have their own fucking chart, so it's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass if you're learning because you've got to like, oh, that's a fucking this. I've got to flip through sixty pages and find the rules, the special chart for that.
2: Also, if you don't like painting hordes, boy, that's not the only. Good luck. That's yeah. the most models you're gonna ever see on a table.
3: Yeah, even goes. if you just take stormberm, and you're gonna to need to paint like sixty of them or something. Yeah. Right? Like,
2: yep. We have new contrast
3: paints, so we're good. Uh, hey, there, <laughs> fucking yeah. guy. Yeah, so I don't actually, know. That contrast that's paints. Help. Yeah, they might <laughs> they might be awesome for skaven. Like, um, yeah, maybe it looks like those contrast paints have a bunch of good like earthy fucking tones and like easy to do skin the and shit. Here's move:
2: is fucking dump that shit into an airbrush and just power pump it onto a fucking mob of skaven. And yeah. And-
3: all right. Yeah, I've seen some big Skaven just piles of Skaven shit lying around, you know, like might be yep. might be cheap to pick up a huge yeah, Skaven. For up, sure, that contrast. would
2: be a good eBay army. You can definitely get into Skaven yeah. for cheap because people have contrast, they them they up. still um like that's still an army in Shitmar, so it's <laughs> not it doesn't have that price markup like all the fucking dickheads that put Tomb Kings on eBay and charge two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. for a box of three guys. Yeah, yeah and, and a lot of a lot of that in australia came out with a podcast saying bring back eighth edition fantasy
0: <laughs> and now everybody's buying all these eighth edition fantasy models that so <laughs> one asshole with two king models and he like just skyrockets shoom, just hey, right. who, right who right do, right who right do right. you think
3: earns all those fucking armies man so it's a it's a, it's <laughs> a uh, wall, it's a wall <laughs> it's street style trick. we're just pulling a wall street style trick <laughs> um yeah yeah it's just shit <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Ska- Skaven. Uh, one of the best things about Skaven is all of, a lot of their plastic shit was um, in, a sta- in a starter box or one of, you know island of blood or whatever the fuck. So there was just tr- trillions of piles of fucking Skaven basic inventory out there that you can get really, really uh, cheap. But yeah, no. I, 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 yeah, probably not one you want to start on, but definitely a good army.
0: All right, orcs and goblins.
2: Elite, very, very good. Fucking, we'll fuck you up in the shooting phase. We'll fuck you up in the magic phase, and we'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. You know, very maneuverable. They're they're damn good, man. They got
3: a huge range of shit as well. Yes,
2: like, yes.
3: I think it's tons of different units. drivers
2: got news for you. Those are fucking terrifying. They're like, if that thing hits your unit, which is, you don't, it, you know, it doesn't really, it scatters, but then gets to correct. So it's pretty hard to mess with it. It does D six like strength six hits. But no arm save a lot on a unit.
0: So, you
3: know know. demons Mm. of uh yeah they're pretty good they they sort of died off when uh the high elves brought brought out that fucking banner that made all of their attacks fucking shit yeah so but towards the end of eight they were sort of like creeping back because you can like they're a really versatile list there's a ton of different shit and if you don't mind if you don't mind being going uh uh, if you go mono guard, like people will fucking love you and just be like, yeah, fucking best army ever. You're fucking awesome. You can go Mixed god and be really powerful. So if you ever want to just be like, yeah, I wouldn't play a game, I'll go Mixed god and take all the best shit. Yes. Or you can just be like, I'm going to be a theme-y They're not, so,
2: like so powerful that they suffer from that stigma of like demons in any other game, arc game. Or you look at people kind of sideways like, you fucking... Very ball like they're not to that yeah. level though. I don't. Mm. It's not illegal, man. Show me the book. Show me the book. The book. Yeah, the, man. yeah, Your buddy would enjoy them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, vampire
0: counts.
3: Yeah, they're really good. Like yeah. that, everyone fucking loves vampires. Um, just in a tournament scene, to like in a competitive scene, that if you can just kill one model and fucking cripple the army, why wouldn't you just do that? So, but in a combat in in like. If you take precautions and play more conservatively, you know, like it, it, everyone always wants to run like a vampire lord on a fucking huge mega beast, mega undead beast. It's just it's really bad in the game because someone will just shoot it with a cannon, just kill him. Yeah. Um. But you know, if you're uh, it just depends who you're playing against, I guess.
2: <laughs> Hex race like... are really good. They're uh, ethereal and, uh... cavalry. So they're ethereal cavalry. I think with flails. The only thing. Mm. That fucking hurt them. as magical weapons so
3: well they can they can move through units and just do free hits yep. they're ghosts yeah. so you know, they're yeah general. yeah
2: cause terror i think too
3: yeah 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 Man. there's uh there's a ton of units like grave guard um black knights are really good if you want like the probably the best knights in the game are in the vampire count list the um blood knights they're like fucking just a yep. bunch of attacks and they're strength five base so they're like strength seven on the charge. I think, and the just, just tough dude, tough vampire fucking guy. Hey, um,
2: one thing you dude. might like about Old Blood Knights is they originated as Bretonians. So,
1: you know, oh, yeah.
2: Got their fucking little pecker bit on by some Lamian floozy, and now look at them. That's what happened? <laughs> but uh, what's next, Vince?
0: The last one: Warriors of Chaos.
2: Oof. Ugh. Pretty good, man. <laughs>
3: yeah they're one of the best lists i think as well like they somehow even though warriors are still only just moving four like the rest like the list still makes up for it yeah, they've got tons of different chariots you got all the god rules like you make a really fucking really on army
2: yeah and they have a huge range as well you can go they got a very wide selection you we did mm-hmm. kind of gloss over beastmen and maybe that was intentionally they're not very good so so <laughs> <Poor little alert. laughs>
3: they've got the old rules as well uh the old older book, but I mean I've ne- like it's very rare that I beat Michael's beastman, like he just fucking crushes me,
2: yeah, knows his way around those fucking herds, but uh, all right fucking well headed fan you. you came and did the Lord's work today, my man, thank yeah. you so hey, can,
3: much. I, can I quickly shout something out this uh remembrances retreats uh com- um yes, uh it's charity,
2: is that all right yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so uh, Remem- Remembrances Retreat is a um, podcast, a 30k podcast, um, and they're running a um, Remembrances Retreat Megabits charity guess a um, I'll just quickly run through the, what, uh, the, uh, what they've written here. So the rules are simple. Whoever guesses the number of bits inside the jar in the middle of the picture or at least guesses as close to the actual number without going over wins the jar and all the bits inside. So... Uh, if you go to the Remembrances Retreat Facebook page, you'll see a post there. Um, I can, I might put a link. Uh, I'll send Scott a link, uh, yeah. and maybe he can put it in the show notes or something. I'll put it, yeah, put up yeah, on, on the page. Um, and uh, so you basically go to that site and you can, sign, uh, you know, sign up and uh, have some guests, uh, some guesses. And if you look at the pictures, like there's fucking tons of shit in there, tons of plastic bits. Um, so. Uh, Uh, So, among the many, many bits are pieces from almost every Games Workshop game, from nearly every faction, from plastic to Forge World Resin, as well as several prize pieces ready for conversion or the tabletop. They include, but not limited to, a metal Saint Celestine, a metal Avatar Arcane, and the Primarch Angron. So, there's just, like, whole fucking models just, like, in there as well. Um, The matter of guessing is also quite simple follow the link at the bottom of this post to buy a guess The preferred donation amount per guess is ten bucks, and you may earn yourself as many as you want Uh, Be sure you leave a comment with your donation of your name and your Guess amount so that we can determine the winner. Okay, so you just put in your information put your name and your guess Uh, all proceeds will go to the Children's Hospital of Virginia and support of their fight against childhood cancer so uh you know relatively um yeah uh, Im- important thing thing to hopefully fucking...
2: you're not out there like man i'm really team childhood cancer but i need those yes yeah. dude like, yeah, yeah come on <laughs>
3: yeah if you are that person fucking lose my number um so anyway so... <laughs> you
2: fucking wicked son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs>
3: um as uh, uh, okay cool so um the jar itself will be on display on the counter at battlegrounds in midlothian virginia feel free to stop by and have a look at it to better divine its contents oh you could weigh it are you allowed to weigh it i don't know you bring in some scales and weigh it and try and figure it out um out of town out of state out of the country please feel welcome to participate as well as we are more than willing to ship the jar to you if you win it is one gallon and filled to capacity Ah, uh, what are the other two jars? You may ask. Well, if you happen to be one of the prize, or uh, one of the runners-up on the main jar, you win either the second place or third place prize. So there's also two secondary jars filled to the brim with shit. So you have got three chances of winning, basically. Uh, thank you so much for your support, and keep those dices rolling. So uh, yeah, check that out. Pretty so cool.
2: Do that hey and another thing guys next weekend on june 29th we're having a the barnicus 2 event at the battle barn in indiana event starts around nine o'clock it's the continuation of the narrative that was started with the barnicus one event but if you didn't get in on that feel free to still show up anyway and they'll write you in and put you on a team loyalist or trader and you can throw down on ryan's awesome tables also at uh, the American Team Championship uh, event, uh, our, our friend, Covenant of Fire, Jake Bussey, is going to be mm-hmm. holding uh, a nighttime event that's going to be uh, 30K-centered and his own little narrative thing. So if you want, go over to the Covenant and Fire podcast on their Facebook page, and there's a link there. There's also a link on our webpage, uh, Radio Free is Fan. Uh, you can click there, and it'll take you to go buy um, by... Uh, it's from Dicehead.com. You can show yeah. up and attend. It's a two-day, two-day narrative uh, event for Heresy. It looks pretty awesome.
3: Powerful Jake Busey.
2: Yep, yep. rambler himself. But uh, <laughs> man, I think that's yeah, it. If you, Tim, listen, you if, if you listen to
3: it. Covenant of Fire, you can hear how um, like sort of all the this uh, Jake talking about the event and stuff. It's pretty good. Yep, pretty compelling. Yep. Hey, you that's forgot
1: true.
0: one more, Scott. What is it? War Games Camp asshole.
3: Oh yeah.
2: That thing we're running. That's very expensive <laughs> and costly and very intensive to our efforts. War Games Camp, folks. All right. We just we just talked about how to play fucking fantasy. Okay. Now if you want to put any of this into motion and and see it practically applied, show up. Okay. Yeah. If Bring, you want to see me get
0: butt fucked by Scott,
2: yeah, yeah. watch War, War Games cook, Camp. Yeah. Oh. Until I've consumed too many narcotics to focus, and then yes. everything will come to a screechy halt. But yes. do it.
3: You should live stream that. Like, have yep. a fucking just, just, just so Vinnie like um, is under the most stress possible, and just like fully <laughs> and an- full anxiety, we'll just like live stream it to the world with like uh with brutal comment commentary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, see, well, see, I don't, I don't, I don't know the rules, so I can exactly, yeah. just yeah, I could just easily no. be like, well, show me the fucking rulebook, Scott. Fuck 400 hey, pages, show Well, I'll me. do all hey, the drugs beforehand.
1: He be
3: <laughs> so... Don't you know the best way to learn anything is by just, like, live-streaming it and then just watching people just write endless comments? So, like, you yeah, suck, Dukat! Why didn't you do it this way, fuck bitch? You have- yeah, 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 just reading the comments. <laughs> that's what you really learn. It's time. Fuck
0: you. well, yeah, I'll you're right. You right. can okay. be Bl- like, Bl- can. Be like oh. that video of that one nasty-ass trailer chick that's, like, she's in, like, a bikini and, like, some dude... Just is like screenshotting the video and he keeps hitting the fucking laugh reaction and this chick just loses her mind and she's just telling everybody to like find him and like beat him up. <laughs> and she she just clearly does not know how the internet works. So she
2: <laughs> the internet is here to feed off your tears, okay? That's why we here that's why this is
3: here. Yeah. But, so go uh, good so go to War Games Camp but don't don't lurk around and with your, with your hands in your pockets, staring at Vinny while he's playing his game.
2: Yep, and there's Get all a- kinds of games going on there, folks. We got Flames of War. I'm going to be doing a little fantasy thing. We got Battletech, both Alpha Strike Classic. We got Heresy. We, we got it all. You show up with yeah. there's dust. Mosquitoes? Dust package, you got mosquitoes this time? No, uh, no mosquitoes this time. No mosquitoes? No mosquitoes. Oh. Indiana, no mosquitoes. So we fucking... Oh.
3: But might, might that might people might go outside then. People might actually go outside instead of nerding out inside. Yeah, I don't
2: know, man. It depends on the fucking. Hey, you know what? That's their
3: that's on.
0: their that's their choice though. Because you know what? You got <laughs> you got four days of to do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. And if you're yep. like me you when you're on vacation, like, yeah. hey man, are you gonna put in this fucking 30k air event? Fuck you! I'm on vacation. How about that one, bud? That's <laughs> right. Do your own thing, man.
3: <laughs> Flip them off. I paid to be here. and Now I'm gonna do nothing.
0: Exactly. You know, I was fucking <laughs> just like last year I showed up with paying models. I was like, fuck you, I paid money to be here. You tell me not to put my models on the fucking table. <laughs> well, fuck yourself.
2: And it's all expenses paid, folks. There's food yeah. included, you you're get lodging in included. It's if you do the math, you're coming out ahead. And
3: you're gonna come out yeah, ahead yeah.
2: with fucking awesome new friends like me yeah. and, and that fucking greasy Italian bitch sitting across yeah. from me over here. And you
3: can get today. fucking de as well. Get a yeah, fucking you can eat tabellas.
2: Uh, you name it
3: tenderloin you go down the fucking um the tenderloin shop the diner style thing Mm. not only not only are we
0: gonna have like the access to the tenderloin hookup which i didn't even Mm -hmm. have when i was in there which i regret now but we're also (laughs) gonna bring some we're gonna bring some pork roll action into it then we're Uh. also i think michael's also gonna do some more barbecuing
2: right Yep, something uh, maybe yeah, barbecue? something like that. So Are you gonna
3: barbecue as well? Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, man, so that's all be the awesome.
2: food you hear these fatties talk about on this podcast, it'll be there. So
3: yeah. don't,
2: don't show up. Show up, yeah.
3: folks. Yeah, um, yeah Tim's got some crazy shit. Indiana's fucking sweet. Like yeah. um every, yeah. Yeah, everything's nice so,
2: there. During summer, it would
3: be fucking really nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tim, you did the Lord's work today, my man. Thank you. Yeah,
3: thanks, thanks man. Thanks for having me on. nice to meet you, Vinny.
0: Hey, by the way, um, I get it. You're really famous, and yeah. I've been trying to contact you over various mediums over the last four. Oh, years. have you? One, more, He
2: dresses so, like you, dyed his hair like you, like <laughs> a kid from the Eminem video. Hey, hey,
0: no, no big deal. I get <laughs> it. Some little,
3: letters and crayon.
0: <laughs> I'm some little fucking peon in the grand. No,
3: no, but uh, famous?
0: Ryan, Ryan did want me to remind you to give you shit give you shit because apparently he's
2: been trying to contact you and you haven't been like
3: responsible oh yeah i gotta talk to him yeah that's what happens
2: when you go bad on eighth edition what come on hey
3: i came in his fucking show where is he where is he yeah good
2: question where is it question this is a very good question
3: last time i heard last time i heard from him was when he was like going all right you play the wrong edition why do you play the shit editions eighth edition sucks
0: very very true and then you had a gentleman a man." That has the first name of Renee make
3: fun of Ryan. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And then the deep state (laughs) scheme came full circle. And here we are, ready to be outdoors, folks. Yeah. But but, uh, next week, guys, we're back to our normal uh, recording schedule. We're going to be doing the Legion episode Death Guard. And we were having Mm -hmm. a special guest on. From, If you have been listening to 40K Podcast for a long, long, Long fucking time, way back in the day, there was this one called Forty uh, K Radio. It was the very first gaming podcast I ever started listening to, and I thought it was fucking hilarious because of all the banter between hosts. Well, we're gonna be having a special guest on from that era, so stay tuned. You mm. uh, know, we'll be talking Death yeah. Guard and the Stinky Fourteen.
0: Yeah, long, big Stinky himself,
1: Lord Stinky.
2: Perfect. All right, yeah. guys, see ya. See ya.
1: See ya.